Hey, uh, well, first of all, I like to say, and I ASP gonna find me, because I wanna be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the quarterback, drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, surf looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. <laughs> I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro dosing. And I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Attracts magazine, Waves magazine, Vaughn Rinsed Corn Deadly. Mibi, good to be back, bruh. Back in the studio, back in the shed. It's dry. The North Coast is finally, it's just finally ringing out the last bits of black mould and sewerage. And, uh, mate, it's fucking cooking. East Coast is absolutely cooking. Dry autumn weather at last. Jeez, it's good to see the end of that rain, man. Oh, mate, if you're not getting coned right now, you must have your head so deep in the mole bowl you can't even see your own feet or your dick or your belly button. Uh, it is just on for young and old out there. It's been just back to back to back to back to back to back ass to us. Oh, mate, it's fucking pumping out there. Smithy, I don't know, man. I'm having a bit of a cone year. Are you? I felt, fuck, I've had some vision this year, mate. Don't like really, you know, I feel like it's been a long time since I've had like consecutive runs of, of vision. And I've fucking seen the inside of a few this year. Started, uh, you know, with the uh, the burn herd around the world on uh, Juan up there at... Uh, you know, the wreck, I think it was New Year's Day or the day after, there was a nice day swell there. Good run through the whole uh, flood episodes and all that sort of stuff. Not that I uh, was out there too often, Smithy. I didn't want to get the pink eye, my friend. I didn't want to get those bloodshot, rancid pink eyes from not wiping and washing. You know the story. No, I know it well. But, uh, yeah, no, there's been a good run. Uh, it just seemed like everyone, if I'm paddling out, I'm getting vig. Mm. Like, fucking good on me. Yeah, absolutely. But Good on you. Mate. Look, Pat yourself on the back. Everyone else getting, is. Everyone's getting vig. Holy shit. I'm not getting the vig like those South Coast boys. Holy shit. Wow. Well, let's get into it, Vaughn. So the Board Socks finger buns. We're still on the Board Socks program. Hardy, Australian made, designed by some of the great artists. Get on the Board Socks. Let's rip into the Board Socks finger buns. As you alluded to, Vaughn, Swellapalooza 2022. It's a full-blown core lord kingpin cone-off for the ages. Uh, La Nina, the fickle mole, has finally let up on the rain and given us some clear skies, crisp Mm -hmm. offshores, and cooking waves. Uh, It's just an old-fashioned slab fest, particularly down there on the south coast of New South Wales. Uh, The lads... Jeremy, the lads haven't seen too many chickies, uh, you know, hucking it over the ledge and stuffing it. But uh, there's a I'm few sh- around. I'm sure there's a couple. No, there's definitely a few around. But mate, I've been tripping. You know, you know what it used to be back in the old old days. Uh, you know, before the fucking gentrification of uh, coastal regions just went completely turbo. You used to uh, 
venture under old weatherboard houses on the coast and find these dusty fucking relic legends, just these sort of fucking crusty dinosaurs. And uh, out they'd come, and, and you could be sitting on like a, a mint of, you know, um, vintage surfboard collector's wet dream kind of thing. Now, mate, when the swell picks up, it's actually the crusty old fucking core lords themselves, you know, walking out of the dunes in a cloud of bong smoke with a fucking 8-0 pintail underarm going, fucking oath, the reef's cooking, boys. Let's get fucking out there and show these little cunts how to do it. Yeah, that's right. If there's one thing I've learned from this recent run, it's that your average apprentice plumber can tube ride about as good as any pro surfer from the late 90s. Mm. I mean, there is just groms who are just dropping the shovel, picking up the pintail and packing it. (laughs) When did the east coast of Australia become this big wave? I mean, it's it's always been there. I know it has been and, and the crew have been onto it. You know, there's a few legendary slab warriors that we celebrate on this show a lot. But the fucking volume of them out there at the moment, mate. Guys charging bombies on, you know, big, big, like, why me a rhino chasers. All the way down to, you know, just dudes fucking paddling. Mondo, sketchy, just draining, slabbing fucking mutants is mind-boggling. It is. All ages. Like, I mean, you've got, like I said, mate, these, these old... Warriors who probably have zero cartilage in their knees, zero cartilage in their lower spines, just out there sitting next to, like you said, a 15-year-old Grom who's taking the day off work, and they're all just packing it. Mm. Australia, fucking... I salute you. I salute you, The underground Coffee Hellman The underground Hellman is back, Smithy. Oh, I reckon. Uh, I mean, in fairness, there is definitely uh, the distinct lack of some prefrontal cortex in a lot of these surfers. <laughs> There's some serious, uh, a, a real uh, you know, lack of risk assessment and understanding of the long-term consequences mm. of running headfirst into a mutant fucking bit of rock, you know, getting tossed out of the lip. But uh, still, man, it makes for great viewing. Uh, a couple of standout clips if you haven't tracked them down. Mm. There's uh, Tim Benython's uh, clip of a South Coast slab that, you know, we're not going to name, but it's fairly well on the map uh, these days. It's such an incredible history to that wave. I mean, mm. kept off the map by a couple of Howzo kingpin chooping <laughs> maniacs for, for years longer than it should have been by all rights. But they did well there, keeping it mm. uh, under wraps. It's, uh, you know, the second home of Dylan Longbottom. Ain't that swell's very own, Dylan Longbottom. Mm-hmm. And he was out there packing it, uh, just getting some crazy vige. Uh, you know, kind of a roll-in, but not always a roll-in. That's the thing about the the East Coast Australian slab. It, it has shades of, of, you know, they have shades of backdoor and, and pipeline, mm. but uh, just not with the dependability. So you, you're getting the roll in, the thing's going fucking round as all hell. You stand in it and then it just like gets a weird lump or warble in it or it, it feathers and you just get crushed. Get a, a free chiropractic lesson uh, or treatment, I should say. But yeah, Dylan Longbottom one of the standouts in that clip. In that session, uh, Noah Dean just getting the one. Just that, mm. you know, like he's spending so much time in that bodyboarding fraternity and he's so skilled um, that, you know, it's almost boring for him to go the, the regulation rolling six to eight foot slabs. He needs to be on the fucking sketchy, unpredictable mutant. He gets oh, this man. weird double up thing that's like yeah. one of the strangest waves I've ever seen anyone really paddle outside of. Uh, I don't know. You just don't ever see waves like that, do you? It's like two six-foot waves in one. Mm. He gets in on the the first one, and it's all crumbly and shit. Then the, the next thing just jacks it, and it goes super round. Crazy surfing. Oh, man, I just did a uh, – just on that, I, I did a 
uh, stop me if, if I've already said this, but I, I did a story for the Surfers Journal on uh, progression with Noah, and um, he was saying that the only true place for progression right now is Boogline. Like, if you want to fucking take surfing, not just in increments for, forward, but in massive leaps, you've got to look at the way that Boogs are riding barrels, you know, and, and heavy, heavy water tubes. Like, he was saying that, like, even little things like waiting till the the last possible second to get to your feet. Like he's basically bodyboarding into these waves and then standing up just under the guillotine and getting that foam ball fucking just canonized out of these things. And uh, it's just a fucking great, great take on, uh, you know, uh, one of the the true aerial fucking wizards. A guy who thinks about where surfing's going to go, how it's going to get there. And he's all about the bug, man. And um, it's fucking fascinating, mate. I'll say, yeah, keep an eye out for that. The Surfers Journal might turn up um, maybe uh, in surfing world as well. No, it's a good point. And canonized is, is exactly the right choice of words because as Noel was getting spat out of these things, I swear he was just backlit in a halo of green <laughs> and gold looking like some saint of the pit. Yeah. And, and uh, the tunes were letting the black smoke go as the, uh, the new pope had been realized, the South Coast slab pope. Yeah. But uh, let's be fair. I mean, surfers like the the, the core lord cone fiend variety have always been running off boogers when it comes to picking the line yeah. through the mortal cones. Mm. Uh, you know, almost all of the waves that are a go to now for high end surfers were pioneered by bodyboarders. Um, you know, whether it's Cape Salander, uh, Shark Island. I mean, that's an old school one. But uh, fuck the box, uh, shippies. Uh, yeah. Well, shippies not so much. Shippies are uh, in, in the stick world. But you know. Boogers have always been showing us what's possible yeah, in, I in the mortal orb you know, we're, world. We're, we're still not seeing, uh, you know, many free surfing clips or even in that raw footage, you know, that, that you're not seeing the boogs. You're not seeing the waves they're surfing on this day. Uh, so where are they and what are they doing? Because you know they're feeding it. Mm. They're feeding something out there, Smithy. Uh, if all the fucking, you know... Core Lord Hellman on the Rhino Chasers are, are getting the big roll in on these slabs from 10 miles out to sea, then what the fuck are those bugs surfing? That's such a good point because, you know, these waves now that sticks are on are almost kind of a little bit too tame for the bodyboarding mm. fraternity. They, they've had to go further afield and find just some fucked up slabs to pack. I mean, Australia is just the home, the global home of the slab. Mm. It really is. I mean, yeah, there's, there's chopes, there's pipe, but, uh, you know... We just have so many more uh, and of every variety, of every size. Uh, It's quite a... We're just so fucking lucky. Mm. We're so lucky in this grand continent to have that. You know, everything from the intermediate variety of slab right up to the fucking death-defying mutant, uh, a la Kirby Brown. So, uh, yeah. Doff of the cap. Big doff of the cap to the call. Huge doff. Quickly, uh, just touching on another, another... session we just watched unloading on a south coast slab uh, Mick Lowe's local there Dino Bowen getting a fucking stoinger mm. along with a bunch of unknown core lords on oversized boards just chipping in and standing tall getting canonized like Jesus <laughs> Harvey Christ himself oh it's just a joy to watch isn't it just it takes you right back to when you're a little grom sitting on the headland you want to give it a crack but it's just a bit out of your zone and uh, I don't know, yeah, watching it with the, the sound of the ocean, the banter of the crew up on the headland, you know, uh, people screaming, people cheering, people pissing themselves, laughing when some cunt does a backspin fucking, you know, 30 feet down the face of one and then just cops the lip right in the scone. 
Oh, it's just uh, it's good shit to watch, isn't it? And all this, uh, the, these quantum leaps, it is kind of a quantum leap almost in tube riding that's happened in the, in the surfing world. This has happened in my lifetime. Mm. Uh, you know, I can remember back to the early noughties when, you know, there was only a, a handful of slabs on the map. Like, shippies hadn't really been discovered yet. There was, like, the box, Shark Island, Cape Salander hadn't been discovered yet by the surfing world anyway. Mm. Um, you know, there was... I remember the, particularly the uh, the East Coast low, the, the 2002 July swell, uh, and, and the Bra Boys surfing the bomber, you know, because the options were so limited at that point. Mm. And going even further back, Vaughan, in, uh, in, in, into your kind of uh, tenure... You, fuck, you must have seen tube riding come a long way. I mean, in your kind of heyday, it was all about the points up here, Kira, um, you know, North Coast kind of beaches and points, uh, more so than the the slabs of today. It's it's come a long way in a oh, short man, amount of time, hasn't it? It's so fast. And it's, 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 oh, it's such a good point, man. But uh, like in my day, Waimea Bay was the big wave spot. Like, uh, you know, the outer reefs hadn't even been discovered when I was like just a little grom and, and getting into it. I think maybe there was this one guy, Ace Cool, who'd paddled out there and got a shot from a helicopter, which kind of went around the world as this sort of like other realm. But yeah, I remember uh, Brock Little, Pulled in at Waimea, made a tube out there. Tony Moniz, who um, Kelly talked about in our live app, if you haven't had a l- listen, go back and give it some because the goat's on fire. But, yeah, those two, that that one big session at Waimea around 1990, um, Brock Little made a big tube, and that really was the fire. That, that's, that was the starting gun for everything that's come since because big waves just got a whole makeover after that. Everyone was like, oh, wait up. Yeah, they're, they're too fast. And, and the toe thing... I think also played a part in that evolution, even though it, 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 you know, now that we're looking at it in retrospect, it's almost like, uh, what training wheels for what came after it. it it's like, yeah, it's still there. Nazare and all those sorts of things. But for tube riding, just for pure tube riding in huge, huge surf, I would say that that was the very first, the very first one conquering pipeline. And then the big tubes at Waimea Bay. And now the whole slab thing, I think, you know, once Kirby's movie starts getting out there and getting a bit of mainstream attention and, and more surfers see it, it, it's sort of like I don't know where it can go past that. It's, it's, you can only surf on rock if you're going past where Kirby's going, right? And, I mean, we saw what happened to him. Can't wait to release that one. That'll be our next live episode that we drop, Smithy. But, yeah, mate, just the, uh, the level of tube riding. I, I think more than anything, it's not so much just the apex of it it's fucking who's doing it it's everyone mm. everyone like everyone from you know like 11 year old girls to fucking these yeah 60 70 year old blokes uh, all just giving it some and packing it and i just i don't remember it being so crowded on these big days and everyone genuinely wanting a piece mm-hmm. like back in the day man it was it was uh it was a uh, mythology it was like only the biggest, gnarliest legends went out on days like that. Exactly. Now you're sitting out there and you're looking next to you and you're going, fuck, there's an 11-year-old Grom out here like with salty white hair who looks like if he fucking got hit in the li- by those lips, he'd get fucking atomized. That's he right. wouldn't even exist. He'd just be little Grom dust floating past you. Yeah, that's right. That's my memory of being, you know, 14, 15 and watching these huge ACLs mm. unload on the East Coast and, and just, you know, not even having the thought of going surfing or, or chasing waves. Um, the, the bodyboarding fraternity from the beach over from me, um, you know, they were all chasing crazy slabs on the South Coast and, uh, you know, I just couldn't even fathom it mm. at, at that age. I, I just would never have considered 
uh, you know, chasing those kinds of waves. But now, yeah, like you said, it is just fucking every man and his dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, have you got any? Have you been packing any? Yeah, yet? I've been packing a couple, and I've had a couple pack me. I heard. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a mishap on a uh, piece of rock that uh, left me. You know, I was, I was millimetres away from being Tommy Carroll, essentially, and, and, and just having the old uh, cornhole ripped mm. wide open, uh, just like a, you know, just like a, a tear in the fabric of the universe, the black hole just fucking ripped wide open. Uh, very lucky. Fully corned. Mm, ble- old bleeding corn smitty, but uh, narrowly avoided that. I mean, just quickly, though, I guess one of the big leaps uh, in awareness and understanding of riding the tube, it's come in board tech, hasn't it? I mean, mm. if you go back to... Uh, probably, you know, the late 90s, early noughties, you know, you go to somewhere like, say, Chopes, like, you know, the original kind of death slab, and guys are riding like seven sixes, seven twos out there, you know, shippies as well, just way overgunned, you know, the worst kind of board for those mm. kinds of waves. You, you really want as little board as you can get, but, you know, enough that still gets you under the ledge. Mm. Um, so I think that's been a, a quantum leap, just our understanding of what equipment works best in those kinds of conditions. Um, and then, but on the flip side of that, you've also got guys who've figured out how to get nine O's and eight O's, uh, into a position where they can get that chip shot in mm. and, um, you know, just the wave read, uh, they, they've, they've got it dialed on, on those bigger boards at, at waves like, <coughs> no, we'll probably have to bleep that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it's just such a, a, a wildly, uh, so much variety in the approach and the equipment and the human being that's taken mm. to these kinds of waves. It's, it's fucking mental. And a full credit to everyone out there paddling too, you know, no reliance on jet skis. And to those people who are towing and stepping off while people are paddling, have a good hard look at yourself, you <laughs> fucking dog. You dog. Hey. No respect. Yeah, no, you're so right, mate. And the amount of information, you know, like, fuck those big East Coast swells. Jeez, like, that's another thing in my time, Smitty. You'd see, you'd watch the news at night, and that was about as close as you got to a, a fair income forecast. You know, just ISO bars, like the little onion rings on the on Tim the Bailey map. with his fucking buy one of fucking Murdoch's presses to read the rugby league, and hopefully you can get a bit of an idea of what the surf's going to do on Thursday. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just uh, I think the amount of just ocean knowledge people have from reading charts, like everyone's fucking. You could drop anyone fucking back in 1600. They could probably navigate their way around the world on some of these fucking swell patterns that are coming. You know, it's uh, it's mind-boggling just the, the amount of ocean knowledge people have, not just from being out there every day and experiencing it and, and committing their lives to it, but just going deep on every level, you know, understanding what they're reading when they check out all these websites and surf forecasts and... I just can't doff the cap enough, Smitty. I'm going to full blown doff a font. I'm going to doff till I can't doff no more. Oh, board socks. Get them on your sled. It's not just the east coast of Australia that's erupting in cones of mortal coniquence. One of the all-time, and I'm saying all-time, Chopes paddle sessions went down recently. Uh, you can watch it over on Nate Florence's YouTube. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, know, you talk about the quantum leaps that have happened in uh, surfing cones of mortal coniquence. And this is the absolute pointy end of the business. K2. Yeah, we're talking like, you know, it, it kind of, uh, the big names, the big dogs, the apex predators, uh, just those crazy strike missions they do. Mm. For, for one session, these guys are just fucking torturing themselves, mm. uh, doing, you know, sleeping on the, the floor of the airport, just red-eyed to fuck. 
uh, rocking up, just <laughs> underslept, hungry, irritable, and then just dropping out of the lip of a West Bowl at Chopes and getting atomized. Uh, you know, Matahydro Lay, uh, Nate and Ivan Florence, uh, the Chianca brothers, oh. uh, fucking just. But uh, that was about two days after he was on the show in Manly. Yow, Chianca. Chambino. He, was, he came on the show. Uh, you'll get to meet him and hear him on that episode. But I swear I had just gotten home from that episode and I was scrolling, as you do, when you don't have the fucking Calm Premium app. And uh, there he was, standing tall in the bowels of this fucking chopes, just mono keg, mondo monstro keg. And, uh, geez, I felt the, the tears of joy. I was like, fuck, that's how you rinse off. You know, the disappointment of not qualifying when you surf as good as that can't. You just go somewhere where, you know, only a handful of people can pack it and uh, you just build your self-esteem up from there. And there's something that has to be quite cathartic about jumping out of the lip, pin dropping out of the lip on, a, on an eight-footer at Chopes after, you know, having lost in the round of 96 in a one-foot fucking mm. Challenger Series event yeah. at Manly. I mean, it's just, a, it's just a release, isn't it? You just want to get those demons out and just get fucking yahtzee on the bottom. <laughs> yahtzee! And, uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I could see that there was so much anguish and torment in him. You know, he, he mentioned on the show, we are, we're trying to get him to, to break down his uh, relationship to these waves. Mm. And, you know, to his credit, he couldn't really articulate it apart from just saying, look, I don't know what to say to you apart from I just love waves like mm. this. You know, when it's big and angry and coning, he just wants to be under the ledge uh, and knifing it. He just he just loves it. He when when the, when the horizon goes black and there's just a fucking mutant orb mm. steaming in at him, he would love nothing more than just be stroking, scratching into it, uh, and just putting himself right in the cone zone. Mm. Which is incredible because, you know, th that's the thing about surfing these kinds of waves. You've really got to want it. You've, you, you have to love it. If yeah. you don't, you, you know, you, the, that little bit of indecision creeps in, that little lack of commitment um, at that critical moment where you need the, the, the zen, calm, clarity uh, to be focused fully on the drop. Uh, instead, you've got that kind of, that, that little bit of uh, second thought going on and you just get absolutely fucking flexed. Bit of tension. The body's not quite sort of uh, in the moment with you. You're, you're a fraction of a second behind your brain and all of a sudden, you know what happens, Smiv, down the well and comes down the fist of God to obliterate every fucking last shred of your self, sense of self that you ever had. One of the hidings he cops, actually, is Psycho. It's, it's mm. one of the, the first waves in that clip. It's just like a straight-up pin drop out of the lip of yep. the angriest Chopes West Bowl you'll ever see. I mean, this session was downright dangerous. It, it wasn't the ideal angle. It was a bit lumpy and kind of morning sick. And uh, But it just... Uh, as Nate Florence says in the in the clip, it, it kind of they created this uh, chemistry out there where the big dogs were all just vibing off each other, mm. and it was just take a ticket and fucking send cunt. And they were, you know harking back to the kind of AI BI jewels mm -hmm. of yore. Um, and yeah, just remarkable, man. I mean, it, I don't know what the mentality is at that point you know is it an ego trip is it is it more about one-upmanship mm. um is, is it about the pure love of standing in something like that i mean yeah. the, a lot of those waves in that clip were not makes they were just fucking west bowl closeouts mm. uh cunts getting tossed and of course the cream rising to the top matter he matter high mm. matter i don't know how the fuck you say it but uh <laughs> mate he got a couple of absolute screamers 
Uh, that that one where he just basically kind of a steppy drop. He's got this like steppy, like airdrop acid mm. drop thing dialed where he, he seems a bit late. But he just skips down it and fucking hoiks in under the lip. Arms crossed like I've got him right now. Yep. Just getting spat all over his back. Yeah, fuck. It's just, it's, it's an art form unto itself. It's like, imagine just getting so many waves out there that you can be com- you can be relaxed in that atmosphere, you know? And the more adrenalized you get and the more that the, you know, that, that pack mentality starts to feed into your own desire, but still under the lip, just going completely silent, you know? Like... He just looks so at home out there, and it's just, it's just on another planet. It is. It is the actual pinnacle, isn't it? It's like uh, you, you, you're looking from the summit of Everest when you're standing in the bowels of of pipe of, of fucking chopes, like on a day like that. Mm. Like and the, I don't know the if- fish must be just looking into other dimensions. Like you, you, you're not even looking at the boats in the channel anymore. You're sort of seeing the face of God and Jesus and Buddha and all those deities just staring in at you, just. You know, doffing the cap. Mm. Well played, sir. Mm, mm, well mm. played. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if he can do a backside rear. I've never seen him go right or and why would he do a roundhouse cut in? The fact that he's making a career, he's got a sponsorship from Hurley, and he's making a career off just doing one thing, which is just being under the ledge at Chopes and packing the wave of the day, day after day after day. Mm. Mate, I back it. I back it a million percent. It is the fucking pinnacle of the sport, as you said, as you said, Fawn. Uh, and I, I just think that people should fully earn uh, serious money, danger mm. money, if you will, just for packing cones of mortal cone equipment. <laughs> presented by Board Socks. Seek protection canvas. No mold. Get it on your stick. A goof's taken over the free surf space race, Vaughn. What? They're dropping Not clips. on my watch, baby. What? Not on my watch. Kidding me? Craig Anderson and Ian Crane have dropped two absolute fucking mind melters. Mm-hmm. Uh, System is yours is the Ando special again, running off the boogs, just packing filthy death slabs. You know, setting the bar, basically mm. setting that this is what's possible on a stick, and uh, this is what's not possible because he's also getting you know the, the first beating in that clip is so <laughs> fucking skit. It's just jumping out of the lip on a eight foot bone dry orb of more. I've got a theory. Clips. I don't think Ando actually has bones. That, that like, if he did, he that lithe like little frame, that tiny little, you know, gentle cat-like, just he's so thin and wispy and barely mm. there. And mate, he has copped surely some of the most hideous beatings you could ever imagine. I mean, he's on the heaviest waves. He goes to him by himself a lot of the times, or with a couple of bug mates, in the middle of nowhere, Smithy, and he just. Rolls around like his bones are pure green. It's almost like they're made out of fucking... Plasticine? Plasticine or fucking hose. Mm. Is he made out of bong hose? Mm. It's possible. He doesn't break, though. I know that much. Yeah, it's remarkable how injury-free he's stayed despite the kinds of waves he's And the airs he does. Like, he's, Mm. he's punching it to the flats. He throws it so high. I don't know if many crew are still as lofty as him, but it's just those reflexes, isn't it? He's just got that beautiful timing... Rarely finds himself in the wrong place, and I feel like if he is in the wrong place, he knows how to adjust and sort of move with the water. He's just got that perfect rhythm. I think that's what it is, isn't it? Perfect rhythm. Yeah. Must be on the car maps, maybe. You must be. You'd have to be. I mean, it's crazy that yeah. I guess to to make a quid as a free surfer, you have to be constantly on the cusp of breaking your leg, yeah, or your head. Like that. That's the only way that it, that you can produce anything of value uh, to the surfing market. 
is if you are fucking packing the biggest, heaviest orbs mm-hmm. and doing the biggest skits as Otherwise, no bueno, no soup for you. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's not really an option. And that's why these guys sit on their clips for so long. They don't release them all that often. Like Mason's really the only guy who is just dropping almost every, every second surf. And the reason why he can do that is because of exactly what you just said. Every second surf looks like it could kill him if he gets one fraction of a second either side of an impact zone. Because he's just surfing dry rock, always. Razor sharp reef, dry rock, big airs, big backwashes, into cliffs. And that's why he's able to sort of like just keep punching them out. Most of these other guys will just sit on clips and by the time they drop something, man, it's worth the wait. I'm, I, I will say this though, Crano is at the peak of his powers. Ando's been doing this for almost mm. 20 years, mate. Mm-hmm. Like he's been around and he still looks as relevant and as stylish as ever. He's got to be the J, uh, the Jerry Lopez of professional sur- of progressive surfing, sorry. Don't you reckon he's got to be like, uh, he'll, he'll be looked back on in the context of surfing greats as one of the most just fucking time-defying people of all time. Like up there with Kelly almost. Absolutely. You know, do yourself a favor. If you're sitting at home listening to this, chop yourself up a big bowl and just curate an Ando <laughs> mega mix on YouTube and just watch all of them. Slow dance, system is yours. Oh. Uh, there, there's just an endless cavalcade of just cone fiending. Mm. Uh, he just, what, fuck, he's been going hard for so long. You know, that yellow single fin at Big Cloud Break or wherever it was and, uh, you know, just backside packs, the one down there in the, the deep south. Fuck, it, it's endless, man. He yeah. is, you can easily forget uh, because we live in an age where we don't have tangible surf films anymore mm. that we're watching over and over again, you can easily forget uh, his backlog of work. His catalog is fucked up. It's so, so good. And uh, I really urge you to, to pay your respects. Doff the cap mm. to the great Craig Anderson, the great one. And just uh, quickly, yeah, crane brain, insane in the mm. crane brain form. <laughs> that thing was fucked up. I mean, just uh, skits, like just crazy grab rail calves, such stylish, powerful surfing, as good as you'll see, just mm. on rail. Oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> oh, it's a good, yeah, it's a good crane. Mm. And uh, yeah, just some really stylish tube riding, uh, fucking, you know, Fucking big, I think a big Sumatran slab, shades of Indo, Toomey, Chopes all rolled into one. Uh, yeah, and just some fucking giant, giant puns. Mm. Just, but just such clean, stylish surfing. Uh, great to see Corey Lopez make a return in that O'Neill film. Mm. Uh, you know, kind of shades a bit of Lopez in Crane Brain. For sure. Uh, so yeah, that was, that's an incredible fucking film, man. It's yeah. good to see these offerings to the surf gods and the surf public being made uh, in feature length. Bit of a it's a bit of a weird one that we don't have them in that tangible uh, DVD kind of thing because they just you forget them. Oh, mate, it's, it's it's fuck, one of the only them. real disappointments weird. in the way that we consume modern surf media, Smith. Is just that fucking it just is so relentless. It's just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. You don't get to marinate. Mm. I need to marinate in a mm. bit of Ando. I need to marinate in a bit of crane brain. Mm. I need to feel the juices, like, sucking into me pores so that I can actually understand a little bit better what's going into some of this surfing. I mean, like, let, let me throw another goof at you. Chipper Wilson and mm. uh, Shane Fletcher just dropped a clip. And ah. I was just going, oh, my fucking God, where's Chipper been? Hey. Like, this, the control of his airs, the, the boning that's going on, mate, the fucking 
boning, Smithy. It's like fucking the world tour in the 90s, mate. The bad old 90s. It's just a bone fest. Uh, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all too much. Like, we sit here and we try to, I guess, you know, cast our, our view over the entire surfing spectrum. And there's just so much going on, especially when there's a bombing swell, people dropping clips, CTs on. This time of year, especially on the east coast of Australia, is so full on. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the only downside is that in the old days, you would have watched Crane Brain 50 times. You would have known every single turn. You would have paused shit and gone, look at that grab. Like, look at, but I guess the, the modern grommet just can absorb it. That's how they've been brought up. Like they're, mm. they're, they're living in a world where, and you'd know this better than I do, but you know, when the doof scene really kicked in and those strobes start firing oh, yeah. and you're fucking got the psilocybin at full vibration, mm. you can absorb it. That's right. You can see what's going on around you in micro speed. That's right. Uh, literally. And I feel like the maybe the modern Grom brain is where your brain was when you were hitting those big, big bush doofs. Even mm. recently, mate. Mm. Earth Frequency Festival, all that sort of mm. stuff. You wouldn't think you could take it all in. Mm. But with the right help, you can take it all in and more, mate. suck it up like a super soaker and regurgitate it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I don't know. For me, I, I really do miss the, the golden age, Vaughn, of VHSs mm. and DVDs. Call me an old fogey, if you will. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I was a marinator. You know, I really mm. enjoyed my uh, my time with those films in the comfort of my lounge room, watching them over and over and over again. Uh, and it is a weird one. I mean, I'm kind of uh, uh, for me, my brain is probably not in the state of those young grommets on the come up. Mm. Um, you Put it down to 17 years of uh, rugby league or uh, 17 years of ripping hot ones, but mm-hmm. I, I can't remember a fucking thing, so I'm kind of just banking on Elon Musk stumping up the Neuralink so I can actually get my marinade back on, Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, my brain is just so surf swollen that fucking nothing sticks anymore, Smithy. I've got like kind of flashbacks, like Nam flashbacks with mm. helicopters flying one way and Tom Curran doing his cutty at back door the other and then Oki fucking ripping the fuck out of Munducker in pump and it's just all these flashbacks, mate. I can't deal with it. It's too much. But uh, no, look, I, I, I do have one counterpunch to uh, your Goofy's taking over the world, and that is um, DNA, the uh, stab-produced Cola Pinto Brothers clip. Epic surfing by a couple of regular foots, um, San Clemente boys. Yeah, good, good, good storytelling in that. They they get a few of the, the great surfing brothers together. I think the, the, the Goodangs are all there talking about brotherhood, how it makes you surf better. The uh, Connor brother, uh Sorry, the Coffin Brothers, uh, Parker and Connor. Uh, Fletchers are all-time Christian and Nathan in that. But the the piece de resistance to me in that film, mate, like there, there is some fucking hardcore shredding going on. The boys send it on some pretty good six to eight foot waves, but it has possibly the best pipe end section since the Florence Brothers dropped that you know, that Mondo season they had uh, in one of John John's clips. Mate, for, for a couple of fucking, you know, pretty, pretty like, you know, whippity new school Southern Cali boys, they put on a clinic out there, mate. Like a fucking legitimate, groundbreaking backdoor and pipe just expose. And full credit to them. And uh, flying the flag for the regular foots, mate. Check that out. It, it's, it's a pretty... 
fucked. I think it might even be Metallica with the soundtrack. So they're throwing it back a bit. But uh, yeah, that that was a really good clip. And um, fuck, those two, you really hope that uh, Cros gets on tour because there's a lot brew. There's a lot simmering there. Even when they sit next to each other, they love each other. But you can kind of see that, that Griff wants to keep him in his place. And mm. Crosby's having none of it. None of it. He'll do the classic little brother thing and just fucking wait till he's asleep, sneak into his room with a hammer and a fucking chisel and just bash the bottom out of the bottom of his surfboard like Ronnie did to me the cunt. Oh, what a dog. Hey. Yeah, it's hard to think of a Californian that's done it better at the Pippolina mm. and the back door than the Colapinto bros. I mean, you Chris Wards, I guess, uh, Nate Fletcher. But, geez, they're right Right up there with the all-time mm. West Coast chew pig maniacs to to get to get their their fill at the pipeline, which yeah. is not easy for a for a howly for a white guy. Well, uh, they, well fuck, Seth well was talking it. about it, wasn't he? He was saying that you know, like he grew up looking at 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 Griffin uh, as a guy who he wanted to emulate at pipe because he was on the South Shore and Big Tone Uncle Tone didn't want to really sort of push him too hard to get out there and make a name for himself. And it wasn't really till Raynos started sort of chirping in his ear going, come on, mate, it's time. You know, like that, that's, it was that and, and Griffin and what he was doing, even when they were little and how much he wanted it, that sort of fueled Seth to get really good out there. And, and, you know, he's native born Hawaiian. So that shows you the influence and just the fucking comfort those guys have out there. A doff of the cap, Smitty, a doff of the cap to the regular footers, bringing a little bit of a, yeah, a little, a little bit of evening to the ledger as far as the goof clips that have dropped recently go. One last thing, mate, before we leave uh, these, this little clip chat. Goat. Goat watch. The lost tapes they're uh, showing on the WSL, uh, heralded, I think, by Riley at Beach Grit as must-watch TV, uh, unmissable. But, God, it's funny. It's funny viewing, mate. It's classic goat. It's just like... Kind of a bit awkward, kind of a bit all over the place. Sort of traces his uh, run, I think, maybe through the 20... It's pre-COVID, maybe 2019 season, when uh, I think maybe even Kelly came on Ain't That Swell. I saw a little clip of us at the end of it, so I'm really curious to see it. But, man, he lives a, a very, very pedantic life. <laughs> oh, goat. A <laughs> uh, little bit of golf here, checking his phone there, uh, rolling around on, you know, uh, the... The yoga ball here and there. It's it's quite mesmerizing in a very, very calm and uninteresting way. No deviation into the uh the you know, much vaunted goat lair and um, there's no uh, No sacred parchment. No sacred parchment. No shroud of John John. Uh, None no, of that. No sharting in the linen. No, and that's Fuck. the part I was looking forward to seeing. Now lots of checking the phone. Lots of looking at the phone, lots of uh, hanging out with people who are going to heal his body. Lots mm. of body talk. Mm. Uh, yeah, interesting show. I mean, like all goat stuff, though, you sit there and you absorb it a lot more than you would other clips. Mm. I think just because it's goat. Mm. And what the goat does, you just kind of get stuck in that, that weird goat energy, goat aura.
no, uh, you know, oh, it's no make or break. Put it that way. No, but, in, no insight into the uh, kind of well of eternal youth that he's tapped. Nothing. Well, there, there's a little, little bit, bit there. Like, I mean, that's yeah, what no, we're no, all no. watching it I mean, for. We just want that little. We want to see what the magic pill looks like. Is it? Is it some, that kind of spirulina powder mixed with mycelium, mixed with cacao, mixed with DMT? Like, what is in the mystical potion that's keeping the goat so well preserved? I on? don't know. It just seems to be uh, a, a wild infatuation of self. Self, uh, physical self-absorption. Oh. Yeah, just very fascinated with how his body's going constantly. Little aches and pains. I mean, to be fair, most 50-year-olds I know are always talking about little aches and pains. So, I mean, that's just that's just what happens to the body when you get older, goat or not. I don't know really how to uh, describe it, but I'd give it a, I'd give it a watch. I'd give it a watch if I was here. Check it out. But definitely keep the... Uh, the, the ceremony bowl close with a big pile of, you know, other stimulants so that you can get the, all the way through. Mm, mm, yeah. Either that or, you know, maybe just start doing your tax. Keep one eye on, uh, one eye on the yeah, program. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one, one of those tax. nice little background noises. Yeah, exactly. Saint Mick of Penrith. That's right. The canonised Saint Mick of Penrith. He's done it again, Vaughn. The all-time battler, core lord, kingpin, brings a who's who of sporting and media degenerates together for a full-blown piss and fizz fest of a golf day yeah. to raise money for the flood relief efforts. And uh, Vaughn Corn was there. His nose is looking redder and more swollen than Rudolph's. <laughs> How was it? What a day. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe I got to start the ball and all. Podcast boys from Lennox Head, uh, if you haven't had a listen to them, great sports show. Locals, get stuck into it. First guys to show up during the floods on the tinnies, actually rescuing people out of the roofs of their houses. Class act, Lennox crew. But uh, yeah, uh, they um, obviously had Mick down for a flood fundraiser, so he invited them up to take part in this day. And it was just all time, mate. Jeez, there were some celebrities there. I was fucking so uh, blown away by just the... The weight that Mick Fanning's name and reputation Stop. has in the world. Like, you Same know, Mick. if he's on the phone, people are just nodding before he's even asked a question. Mm. You know, they, like, he goes, hey, it's Mick here. And they just go, what, what do you want, mate? Fucking just tell me where to drop it off. Tell me what you need from me. Do you need Jiprock? Do you need a satellite move? Do you want me to fucking come over and look after your dog? Whatever you need, Fanno, I'm there. You're that fuck good cunt. But, uh, yeah, it was just a sick turnout. Not a cloud in the sky. Everyone from the ma- – a full melting pot. From across the spectrum, mate. Like, you know, you had uh, uh, Australian of the Year, Dylan Alcott there. Oh, uh, you know, fucking legend. You had uh, Ash Barty, the Barty Party. You had the Inspired Unemployed Boys. Huge swelling. Shout out to the lads. Up the fucking Inspired yeah. Unemployed. And then uh, just, uh, yeah, who's who? But also in classic fanning style, you know, you had the fucking, the, the coolie groms. Just the fucking street urchins all mixing together. Uh, whacking a few balls. Every hole was fucking hilarious. They had, uh, you know, on one hole, like, just full-blown DJs just cranking it as you're trying to tee off. Bit distracting. I put one in the drink off that hole. Mm. Next hole, mariachi band playing with you. Ah. Every hole had a bar. Uh, They were giving away cars if you got a hole in one. Like, probably legit. And a highlight for me, uh, at the end of the night, winning a set of new club grips in the last raffle ticket of the evening. Really good, mate. I think they raised uh, close to a million bucks. And Saint Mick of Penrith 
keeps on giving. Doesn't he, Watts? Canonized. Can't wait to see his likeness immortalized in some kind of uh, brass statue mm. overlooking cool and gather right next to the eagle. Oh, uh, no, it's got to be there. In fact, riding the eagle. That's what I think. <laughs> riding the eagle on top of Kira Hill. Just build a little fanning stitch, uh, statue, sword drawn, pointing to the heavens, MP looking up from uh, under the eagles, or maybe caught in the eagles' talons even, you know, flying off with MP. With Mick on top, sword drawn. I reckon that'd be a nice way to wrap up a nice career for the old Fenno. The Gradigan Pro is a rap, Vaughn or Gajagan, as Jabbering Joe Turpel called it. Gajagan. 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 A Gargantuan. Gargan Mexico? Gorgon. Gargan. Gajagan. Gigul. Gargamel. Gargamel Pro. Gargan. Garage Gargan. Anyway, it was uh, a. Fuck. Well, look, I don't know what to say about the event. Uh, Promised a lot. Definitely didn't deliver what we were hoping. Mm. But uh, still some quality, contestable waves and a popular victory for none other than Jack the Vortex Shaman Robinson sitting pretty at second in the world and looking every bit the winner. (laughs) 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 The Vortex Shaman. First back-to-back wins in a while, eh? I can't remember the last time we saw it. Was it Wilco? Was it Snapper and Bells? What a run it was. Holy moly. That's Going crazy, the annals now. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of mixed reports about, you know, did he get the score against Idaho Bells? Did he get the score against John John in Margie's? Did he get the score against Gabby at G-Land? Or did he get the score against Felipe in the final? Well, that's a lot of ditties, mate. Mm. Diddies don't mean diddly fucking squat to me, Smithy. It's only about, are you squaring up, cunt? Hey. Are you coming off the bottom, hey. squaring up, hey. and jamming it? Hey. Because that's what he's been doing, mate. Dog. That's what he's been doing. He's been coming off the bottom hard, putting it in the lip, leaving nothing but, you know, the question mark hanging in the air for the judges. And look, I just think there's been uh, a lot of carving this year in, in the heats where he's sort of, you know, got the, the rub of the green. It's because he's punching it through the lip. And I just don't know if you can argue with power surfing through the lip. I mean, the great compliment that Kelly Slater first received from world champion Martin Potter when he first got on tour was, you know what I like about you, mate? You fucking hit the lip. You hit the lip. Like, it's, it's an old school method of really quality surfing, power surfing. And I think Robbo deserves everything that he's gotten so far this year. Um, you could argue with it, sure. But... To me, the the power game is just that little cut above. Maybe Medina kind of the, the calves he was doing at G Land were pretty fucking phenomenal, man. They were they were real cleave. You saw those ones, eh? The big grab rails that are, mm. they're kind of like off the bottom. And as the lips pitching, where Robbo's hitting it, he's actually beginning his carve under the lip, doing the full arc all the way to the bottom, like spectacular. But he didn't do one in that heat that he lost to Robbo, so. Look, I just think Robbo's on a massive tear. It was the highlight of the of the event was seeing him go back to back. Yeah, and I think, you know, the clue the clue is in his upper body. Just look at how far that thing pivots compared to someone like Toledo going backside. Like he's opening his shoulders up beyond twelve o'clock and uh, you know, he's He's squaring up. He's square not he's going beyond square. And the angle he's able to generate from that bottom turn and from that upper body, it's it's Andy Irons esque. And he's just able to hoik his body into a crazy hanger that's like, you know, it's a full like two hundred and seventy degree yeah. spin of the tail. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's 
finishing the turn facing the wrong way, but with so much forward momentum moving down the line that you know his fins were able to catch, hoik it straight back around, and continue with flow down the line straight into another one. It's uh, it's just a you know no one is doing that kind of backside surfing on tour. Uh, it, it is a it's a shades stop. of Andy for sure. Yeah. Andy uh, Andy punched the lip like he was fucking like a heavy bag. He really went at it, and that's that's what I'm seeing. The the tiny little difference, like. And maybe that's what the judges that's the are saying. That's the X factor. Toledo didn't have it. You know, he's going vert, but it's it's more of a slashing, carving maneuver. Exactly. He's not able to get that that body torque, that extra pivot that allows Jack to just fucking hoik mm. the most skit hangers. And mate, like you know, it's it look it, it would set up a kind of an awkward next turn. But he was getting the combo done. But. Don't forget, this wasn't really a point comp. Like it was, they were judging it like a beachy. I think uh, Joanne Defay beat uh, Bronte McCauley in the semis with a two-turn combo that was a beachy wave. You know, so I think the judges got it right. They're definitely, they're definitely fucking not feeling goofies this year. Like they're just not. Like uh, it's all about uh, the backside surfing that's going on from natural footers, or, or I don't know that. I don't know if I'd be backing any goofs to do well over at um, uh, El Salvador, mm. just based on what I've seen. It's just, you know, like, it's finally there's a rippable left on tour. And, I mean, Conor O'Leary looked all the goods. Oh, spew, and he snapped his board out, Con. Mm, out of rhythm but, in uh, head, Yeah, so. but, but, mate, it all went out, out of whack once that board went. And I just felt like it's just hard to believe that there was just that much of a rippable, open-faced left. And uh, two natural footers in the final. Mm. Uh, four, actually, because the women's final was all all uh, regulars as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so much whinging, Vaughn. There was, uh, you know, talk of a, a boycott, a strike from the goofy footers uh, until they got some more lefts on tour. They get one. Can't crack the final. Oh, mate, what's wrong with you guys? But, uh, oh, the goose taking over the world, not even slightly. Joanne DeFay, of course, taking out the women's. Queen of the left-hand reef fauna, Reunion Island, the loke. She's won at Ulu's in the past, Fiji, and now Gudge Gudgegan. It's the first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At uh, Gugugulum, uh, she really uh, attacked it. I, I thought uh, <laughs> Carissa looked good through the event, but mate, she didn't look. She didn't look anything like Joanne. 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 Uh, but uh, I think that good girl, good to bed. You grow up on reunion, and you're gonna know how to crack the lip backside. I was the best surfer of the uh, event. I thought Bronte was a little bit shortchanged in that semi. Ripped off, ripped us off. Oh, it would have been good to see Macaulay, our Mac, B Mac, getting up at Guggenheim, but uh, she didn't do it. Ah, well. We'll just uh, we'll bank that one, Smithy. But uh, any other highlights for well, you? I mean, Griffin surfed fucking good too. I, I'll. I'm excited to see uh, this Griffin Kanoa battle heat up in the in these next few events. I think those two in particular will hopefully kind of meet each other in some sort of battle for the top five. Because I'd love to see that. Uh, highlights. Uh, I mean, not so much highlights, but I think we must make mention of just the the vicious skunking that left the two of there mm. stuck at a surf camp for two weeks with no waves, and there is nothing worse than that, Vaughn, as we can both attest to. I mean, far out, two days of no waves at one of those surf camps, wherever it is in the world, can feel like two years in solitary confinement, just no escape from the heat. Ah, you just you know, and you, and you can't avoid those wave thieves and and locusts. They're, they're all 
there, uh, you know, queuing up at the table tennis set, queuing up at the restaurant. You just can't avoid nah. him. Every time you open your door, there he is. That, uh, you know, everyone, you kind of got that nemesis in the lineup and he tends to be your nemesis in all forms of the, the surf camp dynamic. You know, you, you're queuing up at the, for your food there and he's buying the last yes. piece of Fried, I am Garang. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, you're going over there. You, you go, mate, can you, there's, there's no sambal on, on my table. Oh, can no. I borrow yours? He's like, mate, I'm not finished. There's one chip left on his plate. <laughs> he's just sitting on that chip, looking over at you. Oh, I love oh, it. It's yeah. nasty bit. The dynamic. Know. It would have been huge. But, I mean, when it went... When it went pear-shaped, it went pear-shaped with a bang. Smithy, the fucking crew let one fly yeah. over there, mate. Big send, wasn't it? It was a big send. And it, 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 it harked back to the old scrapbook videos of the 90s. I mean, you, there, there was a lot of sweaty, sort of uh, shaky cam footage that didn't really tell you what was going on. But at one stage, you're looking at Medina and Steph Gilmore doing this little conga line. Mm. The next thing you're seeing... Felipe and just, you know, uh, surrounded by Brazilian sweaty muscles just in the middle of some sort of weird jungle scrum, packing it down, shimmy disco on the decks, Renato Hickled drinking out of a wetsuit boot, Shuey, Shuey's in the jungle. you got to wonder whether they're really turning back the, the clock there and, you know, perhaps one of the Brazilians had been kind enough to bring a, a board loaded up with Bolivian ether wash. Uh, I don't know if they, they, they cracked that open at some point. Just, a, uh, you know, the old, mm. the old brand new sparkling pucas uh, uh, filled I, I to the brim. Someone had, uh, when you looked around the camp the next morning, everyone had this like weird, weird, like red stain all over their teeth and mouths and, a bit and of beetle gums nut. and stuff. They were on the beetle nuts, maybe mm. for sure. It was a beetle nut fucking crackdown over there for sure. And you got to wonder too. I mean, uh, how would the hangover be? Though? Oh, no wonder why. It's never good in the tropics. Medina and uh, Medina and and Italo apparently jumped choppers. Just went straight back to Bali, uh, not for the swell. From that, morning no, after, no, no, that was just to keep going during the, in the day clubs, mate. They uh, were ready to keep sending it. Well played. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess one of my other real highlights from the event was just that you know. Living in a surf camp with two tours, it, it, it being a media personnel, it really breeds a level of intimacy that, that is all surfing's own. And uh, I just thought it was absolutely fascinating to hear some of the insights. I particularly enjoyed uh, Joe Turpel's insight into Matty McGilvray's air conditioning habits. He had a great read on McGilvray's air conditioning <laughs> habits. He was, uh, you know, just, I really like the way he's getting out of the heat in the day, you know, temperature tuned to 22 degrees. Um, just, just great rhythm, great pace. You're just hunting, pace. hunting information, aren't you? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's quite remarkable. I mean, other scoops that didn't make the broadcast, though, uh, I heard those uh, sus, you know, those sus Indo-Mexican burritos gave uh, Joanne to favor squirts. I, I heard Kaloe copped a parasite and sharded in the foyer. Oh, no. Uh, I understand. Uh, my my uh, little, my, my sources on the ground tell me that Italo, you know, he likes his porn loud, and I'm talking <laughs> super loud. Z puss, oh yes, and uh, and sadly though, Vaughn, uh, Lewis Muller, ATS sound engineer, I oh, know, struck down. I mean, he's been poached by the Wazzle, but he copped a schizlurgy and. Uh, yeah, fuck, it, it was sad. But once again, jabbering Joe Turpel on hand to, to document the carnage as Lewis lay naked in the shower, crying and spewing excrement from both ends. And here he goes again, Lewis lining up. He's going to reset here for another... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh poor old Louis. Yeah, he got helicoptered to Bali. Uh, I think another uh, friend of 
Ain't that swell? Scotty Hargraves, he, he had a, a, a stack, fell down some stairs and broke his coccyx or something. I mean, there, there was a lot of carnage over there, mate. There's a I mean, lot of carnage. I mean, but, you know, let's be real here. I've said it once and I'll say it again. You, you never eat anything that requires refrigeration in Indonesia, particularly no. dairy products or dried meats like ham and mm. prosciutto, etc. Uh, you know, the electricity, as we know, it's horseshit. And you're in Indo, for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know, give them a break. Kidex out the back earning five bucks a day. You can't be expected to, to whip up a, a picture-perfect foie gras for 50,000 rupees. <laughs> uh, I mean, didn't we learn anything from the, the wretched tale of Caroline Marks at crumb ass, backside squirts in the bowl for days, months, years, in fact... I don't think she's ever quite been the same after that uh, excursion to the the, the portaloo there. No, just, no, just, it's, just, a, it's just, a dangerous game. Put anything in your mouth in, in Indonesia <laughs> is fucking tricky business, mate. Tricky business. But, yeah, no, look, it, it went through. It went through the entire event, and there was just no escaping it. There was no escaping the smell. There was no escaping the jungle. There was no escaping the heat. Unless you were Maddie McGilvray and you had the only fucking hut with working aircon. But uh, in the end... There was a couple of highlights. It never reached the heights of 97, and it was it was a big ass movie. I think with uh, so much hype leading into it, it was what was it in the end? Two, three years of hype. I mean, what what could it do but do the classic Indo skunking and just leave us all high and dry? And why do you think that was? Well, did someone kick over an offering box? Did someone boot a barley dog fair up the coin on the way through? I think that's what it had to be because, as we all someone know, someone failed it, to kid It's a karmic way on. It's a karmic land, maybe. Mm, it is. Someone did something wrong. Uh, maybe just, yeah, exactly, did three, three or four burnouts or maybe even stole one of the little mints out of the offering mm. box. Mate, the gods don't like that over there. And watching all that, uh, you know, that kind of subpar left reef point action, it, it had me yearning for the big dog Vaughn. I wanted to see Cloudbreak back. Where is it? Where is Cloudbreak on this world tour? It's got to be there, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't know what I've got to do to get it on there. Do I have to get up inside the wazzle and start pegging cunts? Because mm. Vaughn, you know I'm not afraid to peg cunts. <laughs> I'll peg any cunt. Mate, it's got to be back. Elo, I'll peg him. Pronin, I'll peg him. Yeah. I'll peg any of them. Yeah. Miley Dyer, consider a peg. <laughs> And don't forget about Wainsy. He needs oh, a Oh, Wainsy needs a pegging. If anyone needs a pegging, Bernardo it's Wainsy. Pegging. Oh, it's going to be a fucking WSL peg down pretty soon. <laughs> but uh, no, I agree. I think there's room for G-Land and Cloudbreak. But I mean, fuck, there's so many left, Smithy. Surely we can find a couple of left points that stand up and want a little bit of shawak for the goofs. Uh, on the goofs, just lastly on G-Land. Conor O'Leary, I know we said, uh, we said uh, you know, it, it was a good run. He made the semis. He is our boy. But, um, fuck, mate. Missed off there. Mm. Nah. Missed off. Nah. Well, you know, we'll see. Do you reckon somewhere in the world, though, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's uh, say Owen Wright sitting there just going, yes. Fucking sucked. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you know, Owen Wright had uh, just a, an array of voodoo dolls yeah, there, just little Ouija just boards, stabbing them, melting just them, bang, 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 bang. And now, uh, you know, and, and even though all the crew went to Chopes, they scored. Morgs was there. Morgs was at Chopes getting a few stand ups. Wow, on your Morgs. The two heavyweights are dropping like flies. Vaughn, John, John, go. Tyler Wright, go, go. Gone, gone. Uh, yeah, this is leading into El Salvador. Three big withdrawals. The El Salvador comp will probably be underway by the time this goes to air, but uh, not with John John Florence and 
Fawn. This is a big matzo ball, my friend. Fourth mm-hmm. serious knee injury since 2018. That's every single fucking year he's torched himself. Yep. Um, this is the rundown. Here's what he had to say just after the injury in his post-heat interview. Um, he said, unfortunately, yesterday morning, I kind of tweaked my left knee, maybe my MCL. It's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster for me. I was thinking about pulling out of the event, then did some work with the medical staff, then had a surf this morning and felt okay, so I decided to keep at it. I was so nervous before that heat because I still didn't really know what it was going to feel like, but it ended up feeling fine and having no pain. So I'm really stoked to get the win. Uh, then he had this to say on Instagram following his inevitable withdrawal. You kind of knew. Yeah. Once the knee brace came out, you thought, oh, mm. my Lord, surely not, not again. Uh, this is what he had to say. I learned yesterday that the pain I was feeling in G-Land is due to a torn MCL. That's, uh, what is that, a, a medial uh, cruciate ligament that happened during the event. Hard news for me to accept, and it means I have to officially withdraw from the next WSL event in El Salvador and most likely the Brazil event too. This one really hurts, to be honest. But there will always be unforeseen moments out of our control. Just have to try and respond in the best way possible. Thank you for the support and messages the last few days, Vaughn. Jeez, oh, please, man. it breaks your heart. What do you do at this point? Oh, it breaks your heart. I don't know. I mean, at what point do these athletes sort of just go enough is enough? Like, uh, he's working his body into a fucking, you know... Uh, it, it's it's it has to be tight. Like uh, mentally, if you've had four knee injuries, are you is any athlete able to come back from that and perform at one hundred percent? To your knowledge, like have you seen it? Is there a precedent? Who's who'd be the uh, example? Maybe the only person I can actually think of is Anthony Mil- uh, Minicello. Oh, he had like Andrew Jones, your back. mate. Your your mate had a, had a similar, yeah. and I'll, I'll draw on that uh, quite a bit actually. His his passage because he had a similar amount of knee reconstructions, and I, I remember the last time he got on, and I remember feeling the same way mm. uh, as I do now with John, and thinking, oh, he's fucked. There's yeah. no way that he can uh, he can continue to function and play at the top level. But then uh, I remember he, he came back from that injury, broke his jaw in a game against the Warriors, and then went and did all this weird fucking turbo, mm. like holistic knee-strengthening shit on his knee. And he came back and he played another four years of the best football he ever played. Mm. But he played it in a dinner suit. So he did have to change up his style uh, of playing technique. And I guess that's where John's at. John is going to have to change something in what he's doing. I Like... He, he's going to have to change something in the rehab process. He's going to have to, to... It's clearly not working. Whoever mm. he's seeing and whatever he's doing is not working. So he needs to to go further afield. And uh, I think, you know, maybe borrowing from Tom Carroll's playbook in uh, the sense that, you know, Tom surfed a lot of his early career with, with a, a snapped cruciate ligament. Yeah. I think it was an ACL and he, mm. his knee would regularly pop out. Mm. And his way of compensating for that was just doing skits fucking leg squats and, and leg presses and just strengthening the area around, around the it, knee. Yeah, yep. uh, I think that is part of the, the option. I'm sure John's already doing that though. Um, so I think it's just a matter of training in a way that is, is not just repairing the tendon, but the area around it and also having a look at the biomechanics of your surfing. Uh, but man, yeah, well, there's, there's no knee in surfing, in this day and age, gets greater G-forces applied to it. In, in it's Particularly at the angle it, it, it's at. I think it was uh, 
think it was maybe on Stab, a story on Stab or, or on that one of their potties, but it was like talking about the difference in style between John John and Gabe where, you know, and Italo and all those guys who were doing these high-flying, like, manoeuvres that look like they should be snapping you. But because they're landing so square, like, they don't really take all the pressure onto one joint, like, in the way that John John does. Because his knee tucks in, you know, it's... Uh, it, it's really bent in behind his front leg. So it's it's getting a lot of weight and it's getting a lot of uh, force pushed onto it mm. that isn't even. like that, that other leg isn't taking any pressure off that. So maybe, yeah, maybe the biomechanics of, of the way surf has something to do with it. I mean, it clearly does. But, yeah, man, I think, um, you know, uh, when Minicello, this, uh, you know, famous Australian rugby league player he was the best in the world for a while but he played in pain for almost all his whole career and he extended his career by 10 years when he went and saw mark matthews trainer um aaron mckenzie a guy down in sydney who was like doing you know holistic healing on a level like you oh, cannot believe mate, mate. Like if fucking... anyone needs some fucking holistic healing it's old chalk bones matthews i mean <laughs> yeah, uh, i know jesus the overtime but, uh, his doctor must have been putting but mate, in. oh this guy was like you know he was taken bone broth from fucking Himalayan yetis mm. and, and he had like, you know, these spores that created yogurt from some fucking ancient river in fucking Nepal. I was like, mate, this is madness. He was picking through the corn of the Dalai Lama's excrement, mixing it into some kind of uh, just menage a trois yeah. and broth and He's on the fucking- fried rice. Yes, celluloid lolosis. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's It's... It's heartbreaking, though, because you just want, in this era of, you know what, we've got probably four or five giants and, and a couple in waiting, and you want the best of the best to be there fucking making them surf better than they can. And, and right now, it's just, it's just uh, exhausting for all fans of pro surfing, but, but more so, you know, obviously for John to have to kind of rebuild his surfing over and over and over again. Like, rebuild, like... Man, that is such a huge journey to go from scratch to, to getting back to normal. Like Doing that four times is fucking outrageous. Mm. Outrageous. But Taxing. Having to reinvent yourself is the hallmark of the great champions, as you said, Vaughn. They've all, you know, almost every sporting legend you can think of has come up against some form of chronic injury that they've had to overcome. Uh, it kind of comes with the territory yep. at that high end. It, it is like, you know, None other, none better than St. Mick of Penrith. Not St. Mick, St. Mick. Uh, All hail. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. I mean, look, uh, adversity is the key. For, for so many people, it's the missing link. And I, I, I think that, you know, it's just... How much adversity can you cop mm. before you start thinking, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm just going to go surfing. You know, I, I don't need this shit anymore. And it's a good point. So I don't know where the, the competitive desire comes from with John anyway. Like, I, I look at what his brother's doing. Um, I look at the kinds of waves that he's most suited to. And it's definitely not on tour. I mean, this guy belongs in cones of mortal conequence at the end of the road at fucking Panama, at, at wherever. You know, like, he's such a pure talent. Uh, I feel like he's, you know, kind of hamstrung in a lot of ways by the, the World Tour format. I wonder whether this will be the catalyst for him pulling the pin. Uh, also, I wonder whether this will be potentially the, the catalyst for him retreating to a cave with Tom Carroll somewhere around Gajgagan. Gabagan. Gabagan. 
And just meditating for days and weeks on end mm. to get to the bottom of this. Because yeah. I think uh, that, you know, understanding your own body, having the awareness, uh, you know, only John can potentially figure his way out of this because he's seen the best specialists in the world and they haven't been able to help him. Um, so, you know, it, it's buried deep in that sinew. The answer to this, this riddle. Oh, I've got a, I've got a solution for you. Buried deep within I've got a solution for you here, Smithy. Maybe just leave the modern medicine for a bit. Leave the modern physios. Head off to Costa Rica. Mm. Give the go to call. Mm. Get down to Costa Rica. Find the shaman. Put the white linen on. Lick that toad. And fucking get ready to see into some other dimensions for some answers, just mate. Just grab some it, toads and just squeeze the gut. Squeeze be, that venom it, down it, the gullet. It might not be purely physical. This could be something that has to be spiritually mm. healed a before the body will fucking bounce back. Maybe we need a shroud of goat in John John's linen pants. Mm. That's what he needs to do. Stare deep into the shroud of Absolutely, goat. Absolutely, Vaughn. I think the uh, the way out parchment. of this is, is completely completely there. It, it, it's it, Both roads lead to some kind of mystical cave with a call lord, <laughs> whether it be Tom Carroll or the goat. It's, uh, you know, it's two sides of the same coin. Uh. Meditation, DMT, they both end in the same swirling vortex of lit up chakras and uh, fully functioning pineal glands That's and, right. and MCLs and are miraculously healed. <laughs> I want to be there. I reckon if we, if we get wind that John John is heading down to Costa Rica, Smithy, you and I booking flights, I want to be in that ceremony when the fucking release comes. And just quickly, Vaughn, uh, yeah. the goat also gone. Hasn't revealed what has sent him for a spin, you know, which is leaving us to speculate. I think, and I can only think. Well, I've got a speculation. Smitty. I know what this means. What, I, it, I know what, what, it means. what is it? What does it mean? I think it's a, a dodgy, uh, a, a dodgy Focaccia at the uh, G Land era. And Gargan done it again. Yeah, he's done it again. The <laughs> uh, Gaga sloppy turn, and uh, uh, so too Tyler Wright, who is claiming to have some lingering. COVID complications, but uh, you know what I reckon, Vaughn? Mm -hmm. Gargamong strikes again. on the run. Oh, I've, I've got, just I've got another the theory like, and uh, I'm not going to point the finger at uh, Tyler or Goat <laughs> for this, but um, with the way that the new system's set up, like, you didn't have to go there if you had a fucking half-decent amount of points or if you're out of the running and you didn't want to spend the coin or you didn't want to go to, a, you know, a, another sort of, you know, fun but non-conequential wave. I mean, the Goat going to El Salvador, what's in it for him? He, I don't think he can qualify for the for the the uh, WSL finals now unless he wins J Bay and uh, Chopu. So why would he go there? Mm. Don't know. Not pointing the finger, but this is the one or or one of the few flaws with this new system is if you're out to an outrageous lead like Felipe has already qualified, he could just take the rest of the year off if he wanted to. Yeah, it's such a good point. Like, you know, what's the incentive? Nine months on the road uh, is what the World Tour requires you to do away from family and loved ones if you're mm. out of that running but you're, you're a shorter spot until 2023 yeah you fully remove the incentive and i don't think they saw that one come in the wazzle mm, well i mean any event without kelly 
I mean, what was your takeaway from the GOAT's performance in Margaret's in terms of his career? It, it, it was it was basically an admission that, that he's done, right? Like, he wasn't... He wasn't uh, nothing about what he said that night or the way that he was talking about his love for competition, even though uh, he's clearly still in, you know, he, he, he's so entwined in it that he can't not be interested and, and engaged by it. But the body language and the tone and everything else just said he's done. He's tired. This is it. He's he's climbed the mountain. He was world number one in his final year. You know, if he goes out and doesn't win another heat, everyone will say he started that year, his last year on tour as world number one with a famous victory. It, it's done, right? So there's just no incentive for him to go to anything that doesn't look good on the swell charts. Well, that's it. It's purely... I mean, it, it, I feel like for... <sighs> The better part of a decade, it's always been about the quality waves that the GOAT can score mm-hmm. at an event. Uh, if he's not in the running to win the world title, it's what gets him up in the morning. Uh, apart from dominating people, he loves to be the alpha. He is the alpha, has yeah. been for a long time. So, yeah, uh, it really has to do with just the quality conditions on offer, as you said, Vaughn, I think. And, uh, I mean, he's 50 years old. The, the fatigue, the, the enthusiasm to contest anything less than all-time conditions, fuck, you'd be struggling to get out of bed in the morning, wouldn't you? Jeez, he's a fucking... He's a maniac. Jeez, he's good, though. I've, I've, like I've always, always have had a a very, very sincere fucking appreciation for the GOAT. Uh, Just more so now than ever. You know, the the generosity he's shown in this year, the the way that he is really uh, just embracing being around people and having conversations. That night, mate, he, he hung out after the, the Swellian show until the very last person had, set, had had their photo and their moment with him. Like, to me, that's someone who's fucking saying thank you back. Like, and I uh, I appreciated the GOAT and uh, got to spend a bit of time with him on the Goldie too uh, when the, the Snapper Challenger series was on. Surfed Greenmount with him one day, sort of four, four to five foot onshore kind of shit. And just... Uh, just the joy that he brings to to people's lives just by paddling past him is fucking bizarre, mate. Mm, it's mm. really weird and and a little unhealthy. He's, he's giving to it to him. So on you go, doff of the cap. A what doff. A this is a do- mate. This is the episode of doff. We have doffed heavily here today, Smith. Mm. Feeling good, mate. And we will continue to doff. Finger buns is brought to you by our Swellian partners, Board Socks, the toughest canvas surfboard socks on the market. Made to stand the test of time, they are water and wax resistant. Unlike the polyester socks that rip easily and end up as landfill or get waterlogged and stink up the car. Use the Swellian code SWELLIAN15 for 15% off. That's board socks, 15% off all products with the code SWELLIAN15. Back by popular demand, some gold cone piece award winning poetry born. Mm. This one is titled Woke's a Joke. Woke's a Joke. It's about class. You dumbass, not this identity politics farce. Bunch of bourgeois bras, getting around, waving rainbow flags out of fancy cars. Virtue signalling landlords at cocktail parties, comparing notes on how much money they can hoard. Champagne socialists, misanthropic pests, squeaky clean media elites. They'll walk all over you to suckle on that corporate capitalist teat. Working class solidarity went the way of MJ after he sucked on that kid. Trans, I'm a fan. Just remember, no cock watching when I'm in the can. Me too. What about me three? 
Nah, look, I'm sorry. Here ya. I'll open up me mouth. Take a pee. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What do you colour? As long as you are true fella. As long as you are real fella. All the people of different races with different lives in different places. It doesn't matter what your name is. We got to have lots of changes. We need more brothers if we're to make it. We need more sisters if we're to save it. Are you the one who's gonna stand up and be counted? Are you the one who's gonna be there when we shout him? Are you the one who's always ready with a helping hand? Are you the one who understands this family plan? Black fella, white fella, a yellow fella, any fella, it doesn't matter. Once the children of the corns were wrapped, mm-hmm. it was time for our annual devotional pilgrimage, aka surf trip. Uh, you know, come the last show, we both said our polite goodbyes. Uh, Hope you get the light, you mate. Hey, hey. 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 hope I see you again. Hey, dog. I'm dog. And I packed up my druid robes, 
climbed into my 2004 Holden combo and went in search of the Holy Grail Vaughn. I made peace with the holy men along the way. Mm -hmm. I consumed the holy sacrament. I received blessings uh, and I offered my donations to the holy men. In this case, uh, mostly beer and marijuana. Mm -hmm. A few cosmic apricots, maybe some kratom. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's right, Vaughn. And then we, we went and we lived in the dunes and caves and we worshipped in the green cathedral and, uh, you know, basically worked on our beans and brown rice eight packs mm. in between. And it got me thinking, Vaughn, uh, you know, what if surfing really was my religion? You know, I, I mean, it is. Yeah. It is. But, yeah. like, why isn't it recognised as such? Uh, you know, the, the Muslims, they get their time off to go off to Mecca. Mm -hmm. The Hindus, the, the Christians, the Buddhists, the Jews, they all have their holy days and holidays. You know, where the fuck is ours? Mm. You know, uh, fuck knows, uh, you know, I, I'm doing more for the for people and the planet than these cunts. I'll, I'll pick up my rubbish. I'll pick up other people's rubbish. Mm. You know, and I'll work to bring down Babylon every day. Mm. You know, I'll spread the message of, of guy and plant-fueled uh, wisdom and, and meditation. Connection. And I, I practice uh, ego dissolution every mm. day during my annual devotional pilgrimage. So where's me time off, cunt? Mm. Uh, Scummo's got his happy clapping horizon cult horse shit. Who? He's gone. Yeah, I don't know who that guy's. But uh, you know, I want me mine. I want me mine. You know, wouldn't it just be great to to tell the wife and kids uh, or the boss, look, I've got my annual devotional pilgrimage. That's right. I need to make peace with the holy mm. men. I need to consume the sacrament. I need to worship in the Green Cathedral. I need to shit in the dunes. Mm -hmm. I'll be back in two or three weeks. Yeah. Now, what's wrong with that? It's essential to me living a peaceful and devotional life. Mm. And I must be granted my time to worship and have them be like, you know, yes. And, and just no question asks, you know. Well, where's the respect, Vaughn? Mm. Where's the respect for my culture, you white dog? Yeah, look, uh, I've got my uh, little religious uh, yeah, rituals that I like to partake in, but I don't think I've ever been given a day off uh, no. guilt-free. I never. never get a guilt-free day off to go surfing. No. no, it's always weighed down by the baggage of guilt. Like, what's expected of you in your normal life, towing the line for the man, making sure you're putting back in for the taxes, making sure you're putting in for the fucking corporations. Mate, we all need to take a leaf out of Beale's book, grow our beards, spread the wealth. And go camp out. Get, 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 get. What is it? Why is the man... Why is... The structures of modern society, Smitty, so hell-bent right. on making me feel guilty Corporate for my guilt. religious beliefs. Corporate guilt, Catholic guilt, Matrix guilt, wife and kids guilt. There's always some kind of guilt getting in the way of my annual guilty. devotional pilgrimage, and I want none of it. Don't they understand that without my annual devotional pilgrimage, I'm fucking this close, for <laughs> I'm fucking this close, mate, to go and fucking postal on this joint and just fucking... <laughs> We're only hanging on by a thread, mate. I mean, the the, the uh, election result has done a lot to, to calm me down. The, 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 the boil's come back down to a simmer. The rage has uh, sort of dissipated into a, a mild state of feeling slightly less miffed with mm. the state of things. I don't know. I've got a feeling of hope at the moment, Smithy. I feel like maybe if you and I got together, we could start the uh, Church of the Swellian. Mm. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. A, and I think what we could do is kick it off with perhaps some sort of uh, swelling gathering, mm. maybe a weekend, mm. a swellness weekend, ah, if you will. I like it. Where we could all get together with like-minded people, consume and, the uh, holy sacrament, yeah, get the prayer bowls out, worship uh, in the green cathedral. Bring if the conditions uh, arise. And bring the vortex shamans. Come together. Bring the vortex I've, shamans. That's where Tommy I think Carol, we're going Bainey, with this. Credence. Mm -hmm. mm, I like it.
Journeyman. I like it. Yes, uh, a, a, a cult-like gathering. But uh, why not? Yeah. You know, everyone else has got one. And, and... Tax write-off, of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, oh, mate, there's no it's tax in the Swillian. The Church of the Swillian not does that. not pay tax. Mate, if Hillsong's not paying tax, we're not paying tax. Uh, but, yeah, and then I think um, we'll wrap it up with a uh, shimmy disco slash Nicky oh. Van Dyke just banger. Just well, a huge need, fucking doof. You need to some... Uh, that's right. You know I mean, you need some ecstatic joy, some ecstatic dance, and yeah. uh, why not... Uh, and, and sometimes you need to consume um, the sacraments, in this case, uh, some googs from uh, the Kemp, out the back of Kempsey. Ooh, I they're mean, good out there. They're good out there. Sacred, in its way, uh, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, on my annual devotional pilgrimage, Vaughan, I must have transgressed somewhere. I must have... I'm racking my brain. I don't know where... I have come a cropper, but I must have kicked an offering box over. I must have, uh, oh, I must have just, you know, fucking not fully inhaled on the sacrament and just, you know, half lunged one or mm-hmm. something. I fucked up, basically, yeah, okay. because uh, I've got a good old fashioned kick up the coit from Gaia, uh, as alluded to at the top of the program. Got absolutely jammed on a rock and, and narrowly avoided, uh, you know, being fully Tommy Carroll. And, uh, you know, that is to say getting my pocket anus torn apart in a surfing mishap. <laughs> and there is nothing worse, Vaughn. There's just nothing worse in the surfing experience than getting absolutely flexed in the nether regions, mm. putting your hand through that newly ripped hole in your wetsuit and pulling out fingers covered in blood and not exactly yeah. knowing... The, uh, the precise location of the, of the entry wound. Mm. Uh, in, in this case, uh, you know, the entry wound went right down from the top of my butt crack, just millimetres. It stopped millimetres above my balloon knot. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Jeez, it was rough one. But a big shout out to Swelly and Benny who uh, saw me in discomfort there, uh, sitting in the dunes, all alone, mm. crying into, uh, into the sand Did there. Did you lime it up for you? Uh, yeah, bend over, Smithy. Well, I've got the limes here, mate. <laughs> Fresh out of the corona, straight onto the new corn. Bit of salt, bit of lime. I looked back there and I said, what are you doing, Benny? Are you disinfecting this? He said, oh, I didn't know that was what we were doing here. Some sort of a cocktail, a, a, a desert version of, uh, I don't know, the, you know, the, the, the one off the, the, t- the chips yeah, some sort of mojito or... or, or I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but neither, once we uh, got past that little uh, breakdown in communication... Swelly and Benny rocked up mm. there with a bit of guy and spinach. I ripped 15 in his green whistle. Mm-hmm. A bit of guy and spinach in his Ooh, green whistle. Nice one. I ripped 15 straight. No, I was straight back out there, Vaughn. Packed 10 in a row. Forearms oh, like Popeye. That's Got the whole like a baboon. Couldn't feel a thing. That's <laughs> Fuck, I could feel it the next day. Mate, wow. You, you were double corned and you were, you were corning on. Double right. corned and corning on. Smithy, that's why you're going to be the high priest of the Swelly in church, my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh. All hail to the second butthole and Prince Corn of Chedom. That's right, for now. Oh, wow. <laughs> over. Where huge over. Yeah, huge over. Church to the... of Swillian, That's over. Right. Second bunghole. Not a huge over, mm. but still an over now. There's always a lesson out of every catastrophe. There is an opportunity. And uh, yes, Vaughn, the annual devotional pilgrimage. Huge over. Massive under for not being recognised. Where's the respect? Hey, Hi. respect me. I respect you, bro. Where's my respect? I respect you, bro. Respect me, Rizal. Respect me. Skits boat incident oh. at Chopes Horn. What about um, this? Jeez. I well, mean. How tall? How long is that boat, do you reckon? 40, 40 foot? 20 footer? 40 footer? It's got to be 40 foot. 
Yeah, something like Mate, that. It looks like, a, it looks like an Olympic pool. Looks like a vertical Olympic pool going over the ledge at, at Chopes there. Not the first time we've seen this happen. Oh, uh, oh no. Freaky Pete Frieden. <laughs> yeah, just see you later. we forget. They're still digging him out of a coral head. Yeah. But uh, it was just basically an action replay of that scenario. And, uh, you know, no sign of any uh, barley belly or parasites over there, but plenty of excrement lost in the seats of that boat. Wow. That, um, was, a, that was a really scary moment. I haven't seen a, a boat incident like that one since the empty vessel went fucking vert up the face at Nias in that bombing, uh, you know, Mondo Indo swell from many years ago where Healy and the boys, bud, bud, were packing it. That was a heavy one, but no one on board that one. I mean, this was just pure class by the boatie. Jeez, he did a good job getting that thing from vert back down the back of the wave and into the safety of the channel. Whoa. Wow. Here's exactly what happened. This is from Tim McKenna, an Aussie expat and all-time Chopes landsman. Fuck, mm. he's nailed some of the He shot the, the uh, Millennium Wave. Right, right. Laird, Millennium Laird, Wave. Yeah. It's on my maps books as a child. Did my fucking head in looking at that thing. Week in, week out, day after day, uh, when the mind wandered, I just wandered back to Laird's rinsed corn in the Millennium Wave. No, 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 Oh, well, this is what uh, McKenna had to say <laughs> on his Facebook yeah. via Beach Grit. Uh, so uh, we were on the orange Poti Marara fishing boat, captained by Eric Labast. At Chopu, the present situation is this. Mm-hmm. Camera boats with professional photographers, cameramen, and pro surfers who have been shooting the wave for years are getting gradually pushed towards the wave by an ever-increasing number of taxi boats, jet skis, tourists, and locals wanting to get close to the action what? for a selfie or story vaunt. Taxi boats? Uber boats? Coastal gentrification is reaching the end of the road? Is there a fucking... In the uh, ocean, even? Gojek out there? Little Indo-Gojek who's delivering a pizza from fucking one of the little Seminyak pizza holes? Who else is out there, Smivy? Kyle and he's out there foiling around playing frisbee golf. What next? Mm. Deliveroo's out there. Mm. Who else is out there, McKenna? Who well, else uh, is crowning it out? Yeah, and I mean, just the, the selfie. The, the, the selfie while Jow Chank is jumping out of the lip at an eight-foot west bowl at Chopes. It's a, you know, it's a little bit, uh, what shall I say, lacking in taste to you know, be celebrating the imminent demise of a Brazilian call lord. Mm. Have they no respect? No respect. No respect. Uh, he goes on, McKenna. He says, uh, in addition, at high tides, some sets break closer to the channel, compressing the zone even further. The first clip shows our boat getting caught a little too close to the first wave of the set with Jiao Chianka surfing on a wide set. Mm. Nothing dramatic, something Eric, myself, and many other pros have experienced a hundred or a hundred, uh, a hundred of times over the last 25 mm. years. We know the risks of shooting around waves and are fully prepared. However, after that wave, one of the photographers on our boat stood up without securing himself. In a flash of a second, he slipped, falling out of the boat, camera in hand. Eric looked back to see how he could pick him up. The couple of seconds spent assessing the situation, how to rescue him, put the boat in a critical situation as the second wave of the set started to break even closer to the channel. Eric 
instead of accelerating full throttle, which would have launched the boat and thrown everyone overboard, stayed calm, stabilizing the boat, ready to handle the face of the approaching 12-foot wave, but with an additional problem, a jet ski blocking his passage. Once the boat once the boat was vertical, the ice container came loose, causing seasoned surf photographers and cameraman Chris Bryan, Ted Grambo, Mendo, Dee Danellis, Nacho Gonzalez, Aritz Arenbaru, and Joan Asparu to be thrown into the water. Whoa. Myself, veteran cameraman Olivia Ravel, Eric Bernatet, and Andrew Fierro, some relative uh, to Vaheen Fierro, the, the mm-hmm. chick queen at the end of the road there, managed to stay on the boat. Eric, fisherman by trade, is the most respected, experienced waterman at Chopu and the Fenua Ahiri area. His positioning, understanding of the Chopu channel and the way the wave breaks is unparalleled. Most of the photos and footage that has been seen worldwide has been shot thanks to Eric's expertise. Eric has now reached legendary status for his skill in handling successfully this extremely difficult situation. It is easy to criticize without knowledge of the conditions and actual sequence of events. The ocean can be treacherous. Experience and keeping calm will always prevail over rash or hysterical behavior. What a beautifully measured and uh, much appreciated account of what was a fairly spectacular move by Eric, the uh, boat driver. Smithy, I've been saying it for years, mate. This is why we don't let Jim's mowing out the fucking channel of Chopes. You're right, Vaughn. I mean, and how about just the the moxie, the uh, the the chutzpah, the cojones, yeah. the cags, the fig jam on Eric Labast. Yeah. Not gunning it. You know, the, the immediate, you know, if it was me or you in that situation, we would have just been like, oh, fuck me, Dad. I don't care if Chris Bryant's under the propeller. Yeah. I'm hitting the gas. I'm getting out of <laughs> harm's way. But yeah. instead, like, if he had have hit it hard, he would have fucking gone too vert and gone backwards just to have that knowledge mm. to just tap it. Just ease it in. Ease it in. Don't pull it. Ease it. Ease it in, mate. Just, you know, give it a little gentle tug. Don't fucking rip at it. Ooze it in. Just half revved it and he's nah, just pretty hit the fucking, hit the, you can, uh, you can almost the see him. You can almost see him there sitting at the back smithy, rolling in one hand, sort of still sort of half sucking on it as he's easing up, vertical up the face. <laughs> Got a little Hanano at his feet that he's sort of clutching with both both paws. No shoes on, of course, just <laughs> sucking away as he motors over that thing. All the photographers fucking jumping for their lives, falling backwards out of the boat. The esky falling out the side. He just grabs a falling can as it falls past him. <laughs> And just eases it back into the channel. Oh, and, what are you uh, doing? Don't mate. spill the Hanano. Yeah. You fucking dogs. Oh, mate. Just a fucking little eight-foot west bowl of chase. Well, you never seen that before, mate? Jeez, that's a good story. Oh, that, but that's, uh, that's a really good take on that because, you know, often when you see these things, your first reaction is like, what is this guy doing putting people in that position? But if you have that sort of expertise and you have that knowledge of the break, you're only going to find yourself in that position if someone else is fucked up. Mm. And, and I mean, look at the names on this boat. Like these are no dummies. Chris yeah. Bryan, one of the greatest cinematographers of oh, all time. Yeah. Bodyboarding fucking orb fiend deluxe. Ted Grambo, just one of the most decorated landsmen of all time. Saint Ted. Well, let's not jump jump the not gun. Not quite. But Hasn't been canonised yet. He was nearly canonised then at Chopu. No, very close. Very canonized close. Canonised into the reef. Mm, uh, made a martyr a even. Food. A little mm. bit of reef poo. Oh, Teddy Grambo, reef poo. Mm. Turtles. Sucking on the remains of his just 
shredded scheme. Nacho Gonzalez, the great boss, core lord, kingpin, fucking man, he packs it. Packed a couple on that swell, packs it all over the joint. Uh, Aritza and Baru, and the list goes on. So these are these are the real deal. Mm. So like you know they're not saddling up with some fucking Johnny Come Lately eight part with his fucking bag yeah, exactly. of uh, Doritos and you know I don't know what the fucking Johnny Come Lately's are drinking, but it's not Hanano. Nothing like that. So well played, Eric the Seaman. Massive over to Eric. Huge the over. Bast. And uh, you know I am always one to give props. To a proud, virulent strain of semen, Vaughn. Mm, me too. Over. The uh, the Core Lords QE Tour is underway over there in the beans and brown rice capital of the planet. Uh, the WQS, the, the, the Crewy QE World Qualifying Series Tour, I should call it. Can't get my head around this contest. How's the swell over there? Previous winners include... Gabriel Medina, and that's it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's sick that the uh, the Wazzle is sacked up and they've gone back to Indonesia after, you know, just decades long, which I think was heavily related to uh, the terrorist bombings and the, the, the fall of Sahara kind of all happened within mm. the space of three years. But uh, they're back in the surfing yeah. world's favourite 18,000 island archipelago and they're fucking scoring and it doesn't end with Krui. They're off to Nias after this. So, uh, and I mean, these waves are fairly blown. So, I mean, South Sumatra less so. But, yeah. uh, but Nias, you know what, Smitty, this is, uh, it's been a little, well, it's been a long time coming. Uh, the, the, the Indonesian, what, what would you call it? I guess, uh, what do we got? They got the Brazilian storm, the Japanese typhoon. What would mm. the Indonesian be? The uh, Indonesian belly? Yeah. The Indonesian gut. Gut rumble? Gut the, bomb. Uh, the, the uh, Indonesian bowel uh, explosion. Yeah, the Indonesian, uh, Blowout, corn blowout. Mm. Yeah, whatever's going on over there, they're, they're on. They're on. Rio Wada just became the first Indonesian to win a, a, a major, major seat. Oh, sorry, uh, Wazzle event, uh, taking out the Changers in Manly. Uh, and now, you know, as part, a valuable part of this uh, Indo-Asian sort of region that is going to be contributing to the Challenger Series, uh, you know, there's a bunch of them on there now who are Fucking ripping, man. Kutudagus. How good is he? But this is exactly what, you know, this is exactly the pathway. If if Indonesian surfers want to be on that stage and they want to leave the fucking glory of their home islands, which is pretty much flawless, and let's admit it, we all love going there and sharing those waves. But if they've got the ambition and they want to be competitively up there, this is exactly basically one of the last little stepping stones to give them a better shot when they hit that top level. Let's not underestimate that win by Rio in Manly because uh, one of the real problems Indonesians have faced, uh, well, there's two major problems that have stopped Indonesians getting on the world tour. Mm. I'll start with uh, the most obvious, the fact that they can't get a fucking visa yeah. into any uh, Western Christian country, Crazy. basically, as a, as an as an Islamic nation, this is uh, something that Dede Suryana had to confront yep. and many have had to confront. Very difficult to get entry into Europe or American legs of the, the QS in the past and Australia. But uh, second to that is just the inability to transition from the long period groomed perfection of Indonesia to the, the less than ideal, the, the less punchy waves of Australia, uh, particularly the kinds of conditions QEs are generally running. Mm. The Indonesians, yeah, I guess they, they're kind of blessed with waves of, of such perfect nature that 
it hasn't seemed to transition all that well, has it? We haven't seen too many be able to uh, just put together the technique and, and style it's, it's of that the reverse, level. It's the reverse Florida effect, isn't it? Mm. It's a, instead of coming from a place with shit and you end up being, you know, a master at chopes and pipeline, you've got to come from this place where every day you're waking up to this just groomed, you know, corduroy to the horizon, just nothing but fucking cosmic cones. And uh, you've got to go and surf in one foot dribble that you wouldn't even look sideways at on a normal day. That's going to be a bit of a glass ceiling moment for Indonesian surfing for sure. Because now it's not, you know, oh, when are we going to see it? It's like, oh, it's happened. Over. Over for Indo, for sure. Was that it? Oh, sorry, the crewy comp. Yeah, over there too. The crewy Kiwi and the Nias. Ah, yeah. Call uh, Pro surfing back in Indo. It's, a, it's an over for me. Long over to Vaughn, has the world gone? What? Even the New York Times is blowing the whistle, Vaughn. Uh, this is what they had to say in a article titled The No Longer Secret World of Surf Spots. Who wrote this? Was this a William Finnegan expose? Are we going to see another Pulitzer heading the way of the surf literati? Mm, not quite. Uh, this one comes from uh, Adam Eldersebra, and uh, yeah. he had this to say. Publicising certain surf spots, and especially ones off the beaten path, is similar to violating the first rule of Fight Club. Hmm. You don't just talk about certain surf spots. For years, surfers, surf magazines, and surf photographers mostly lived by that unwritten law in order to keep surfing secret spots secret. Hmm. Don't take photos, and if you must... Don't identify it by anything more specific than the region, the country, or even the continent. Oh, even the continent. What? Yeah, so, uh, mate, I just got back from holidays, and uh, fuck, you should see the wave we scored in this uh, little region of Africa or Eurasia. Mate, it was cooking. You should have seen it. Somewhere, uh, somewhere up there in that little sort of South America Central and North American zone. Fuck, we scored, bro. I'll give you a hint. It was between latitude 40 and latitude 172. (laughs) But fuck, the equator was going off. Oh, mate. Somewhere on the equator, you wouldn't believe what we scored, can't. But how about this form? The New York Times laying it down, spelling out the core creed for the core laws. And actually, that's a a really, you know, succinct little take on it. Mm. That's how it used to be. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I well, mean... Surf mags are gone. Yeah. So who's, who's beating the drum for the fucking culture rules of our entire lifestyle right now? Who? Other than us, Smivy. Well, a bunch of uh, pencil-moustached, turtle-necked... Caviar-eating, uh, fucking caviar-eating mince pies. Imperialist... Living in a skyscraper! hawks! <laughs> fucking dogs. Hey. Hey, I'm on to yous. Hey. You're not uh, currying any core favour with Uncle Smivy. Dog. Oh, sorry. To all those not... Uh, just throwing off to all those who are giving more direct uh, information about a surf break, apart, you know, who, naming the continent, Vaughn. If you're naming the continent, oh, you're, you you're are a lowest. Kick. You're the lowest cause, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't your face around here, mate. You mentioned the fucking Asia Pacific, or you're fucking never show your face in this region again. Kick, fucking kick. Yeah. And uh, to those who are, you know, putting up Instagram photos of. Underground spots, even people putting landmarks in uh, any kind of surf film of a zone, your nose a little bit taboo, so mm. to speak. You're a fucking, you just, mate, you're killing the goose that laid the golden egg. That's yeah. what you're doing. 
Nah, I'm with so you. You're just shitting all. You don't. You're pissing in your own pool. You're shitting in your own nest. Yeah. You're fucking crapping on your own continent, and it's a disgrace. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm gonna have to say under to both of those things. The New York Times muscling in on our core Lord territory. You want fuck off, eh? Hey. Hey. Uh, please, please, New York Times, stick to what you do best: elitism. Born has the world gone core too? I mean, uh, more, more core, more. It's it's like more core division. It's so strange to see a a bunch of these these turtlenecked beret wearing bourgeois parasites <laughs> flying the core flag. Meanwhile, Who who's doing it now? A self appointed custodian of core, Stu Nettle, is on the skits spot blowout, according to Beach Grit. That is Vaughn and. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, it appears Swellnet have transgressed here, Vaughan, with some of the surf cam politics. And, uh, I mean, the surf Always been a dicey game. It has been. You, you, you're walking a bit of a, a, a... You're riding the pendulum if you're in the, in the surf forecasting slash webcam game. The gist of it is, uh, by getting people with private property overlooking the wave to host the camera, that's how you kind of get around oh, everyone. So, I and, see. And there's been a complaint. There's been a complaint yep. from Torquay. Uh, this was on the comment board of, uh, I believe it was uh, Swellnet or Beach Grit. Uh, we have an issue down here in sunny Torquay. You are probably familiar with the surf website Swellnet here in Australia. Well, they are currently following the surfline approach of paying landowners to install surf cameras. Most recently, one has been put up over Winky Pop and another further down the coast. This has caused considerable anger and frustration from the local surf community that don't want said cameras. Now, this is where things get interesting. I made a direct but polite post asking what the justification was for said camera, which was promptly deleted. Apparently, the same thing has happened to dozens of others. A friend of mine tested the same orders today and comments were deleted and he was blocked. This has degenerated into full-on censorship and they are maintaining a wall of positive noise. And you know how we feel about that, Vaughn. We feel about that about the same way we feel about Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin, and the rest of those censoring fucking uh, just dictators. Mm. I mean, it's what this reeks of, some kind of surfing dictatorship. It's Orwellian in the extreme. And I don't Zuckerberg know what with his big red sensor button sitting in his little office with his white face on, Kyle and his number ringing in his ears. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know if you should be allowed to just put up cameras on these spots without some sort of public referendum. Mm. That's how I feel. Mind you, I don't look at web cameras, so it's no great loss to me if they all come down. Mm. Mm. Put it to the people. Put it to the local surfing community. Webcams in general, uh, I'm going to have to go a pretty significant under. I think, uh, like the New York Times said, you, know, you just don't have to just back yourself, it. You mate. Back just, your own knowledge. Exactly. On <sighs> a, but it, it is a. On the flip side, it's like you know, it is saving a lot of petrol and time, and uh, you know, corporate matrix wife Catholic guilt uh, mm. uh, around skunk missions and surf missions in general. You know, it's, it's creating a bit of a more direct route to the waves. But fuck, it's, it's disappeared the window, Vaughn. The, the misto window with fuck all people on it when the wind goes Lego oh, in the offshore. Man. It's gone. Oh, look, I, I live in a place with uh, no camera on the wave and it's it's a gorgeous place to be because mm. you can still jag those sessions. Mm. You can still do it. You can. Mind you, on the east coast of Australia, if you want to surf by yourself, you can. Mm. You can any day of the week. Just watch out for the bitey bites underneath. Mm. 
They're around. Under. Under. Borne Medina Camp versus the Desert Point Lokes. Oh, dear. Bit of a hoo-ha down there. The Brazilian Storm meets the Indonesian Gut Bomb in what is a uh, shaping up as, you know, just a, a Royal Rumble for mm. the ages. There's going to be... This, uh, this was disappointing news for me, Smithy. Copoeira and diarrhea. Walk, walk me through it. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. It's like uh, it's like five bintangs, two bengbengs, a nazi goring, it's a cup of, of Changu river water all swirling around in your belly. Mm. It's not going to be pretty when it hits the sand. Oh, oh, you can bet on that. Uh, so, yeah, here's the story. So this was during the... Uh, World Tour events and Team Medina, you'll recall, uh, they reportedly tried to stop all the local videographers and photographers from shooting a single frame of the three-time world champ while he was surfing deserts oh, during his jaunt from Gagajigan. Uh, and they were demanding an exclusive Vaughn for his upcoming film and also for a rumoured Netflix project. So at one point... The Medina team supposedly told the local shooters to, quote-unquote, go ask Rip Curl for permission. Oh, Rip Curl owns Desert Point. Well, uh, it would seem so. In uh, mm. some kind of warped, bizarro world. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, one local has responded, permission? Permission to shoot anyone in my waves, my home? Fuck you. This is how I support my family. Respect me. And uh, heated texts were also the order of the day. Um, this is a, another text, a leaked mm. text via Beach Grit. Oh, love this leaked text business. So Medina or whoever don't want to support the local community, that is fucked up, bro. You pros make a lot of money from coming to my home. I tell you and all your friends, the filmmakers, that you can't make money off us anymore. We are ready to defend our home and tell Medina and all his filmmakers that they can forget getting any transport to here too. <laughs> Not transport. No, no, this but is, you missed out. No, this is, uh, this is the first steps towards war, my friend. Proper war. Yep. You cut off the transport routes. You get rid of the uh, the trade. You put the embargoes up. You know, no more f- photographic trade. Cut off the transport. Burn down the bridges. War, my friend. Mm-hmm. That's the only step after that. War. Mm-hmm. Who's going to declare first? Brazil or Indonesia? Jair Bolsonaro's and his AR-15s versus the Balinese gut bomb and uh, just fucking water bombs and condoms full of dysentery. That's a close one, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, disappointing this. I, I was, uh, I just felt so... Look, I've got... Uh, I think Medina, even now that he's, uh, you know, basically venturing out into the world by himself for the first time, you know, he, he, he went through that well-publicised divorce from his family, another well-publicised breakup with his wife. He's kind of out in the world, uh, layering up a bit, totally. having a hell time. He's yeah. got some good projects on the court. Uh, I've seen actually a little preview, believe it or not, Smithy. I've had the eye, eyeballs on the Medina film uh, rushes so far. Yeah. It is, fuck, it's, it's for a guy who rarely drops free surfing clips, doesn't do much. Has almost never yeah, this a single is, This is going to be a big one. It's huge. Like, I mean, I'm talking cinematic quality, like right in that John John wheelhouse. It's going to be pretty special. Uh, but more than anything, I was just loving his attitude. Yeah, all of a sudden, he, he's, he's got this sort of circle around him trying to trying to rope him off from everyone mm. again. Mate, let the guy live. Let him let, live. Let the guy go surf and just fucking, if you're going to ride his coattails... Just ride him from a distance. Don't don't get in his face and make him out to be the bad guy. Because 
I guarantee you, he would be fucking not for one cell in his body would be paddling out there going, tell everyone not to shoot me. Nah. Fucking no chance, I mean, mate. look at it from his perspective. He's just well, He's had... got fucking St. Mick on his right shoulder mm. saying, mate, whatever you do, go around the world, be a good cunt. Mm. What surfer in their fucking right mind goes to another wave and walks along the beach telling everyone not to film? Mm. Like, no, only cunts who fucking have eyes on dollar signs do that sort of mm, shit. Mm. I mean, and look at it from Medina's point of view. He's, he's just had a massive send on the Bolivian ether wash at Gagajigan. And, and he's just, you know, he's wanted to he's wanted to bail. He's just jumped in the, the nearest chopper and said, uh, Bunko, Bunko, sir, mister, I'll pay, you know, good yeah. money, good good rupee. Drops him off there. He got a, a desert point. Uh, you know, he just wants to get a bit of viz, pack a few cones while G-Land, Gagajigan, sorry, <laughs> is uh, dead flat. And next minute, this huge furor blows up in his face and uh, Indonesian gut bomb right in the face. It's the last thing he Mate, needs. Well, well, last Spivy, thing. You tell me. You tell me if this is uh, endemic, an example of exactly everything that's wrong with the world. Instead of turning up there, what would it cost him? Let's say, fuck, 200 bucks per photographer. Just walk up the length of the beach and go, hey, boys, can you film Medina and just give us the exclusive rights to the footage? Exactly. Like fucking 500 bucks. Wouldn't be a drop in the ocean for what they're spending on whatever they're fucking making, whether it's for Netflix or his own project. Would have had everyone on side. They actually would have been rolling out the red carpet. Fucking don't worry about the transport, mate. We'll fucking, we'll have 10 horses waiting for you at the airport. Uh, And instead, it's just turned into a fucking, you know, it's being another one of those sort of shit-slinging gut bombs played out in the media. Oh, what a nightmare. And who wins? The media. That's who wins. Mm, the media and the minions. Always. The parasites. The chaff. Yeah. In the wave on. He might have broken up with his wife, but he's found a new uh, cybernetic woman to make out with. And, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, and he's for, on the rebound, but he's making with, a fist of it. What's, hey, what's going on with him and Felipe, by the way? Mm. Some There's a bromance going on here that we have never seen. We haven't been privy to it. The Brazilian storm is close, but you've got, like, I think Gabby is getting in behind Phil for the world title run. I think he's, he's going to sort of almost coach him and support him and give him that little bit of extra pepper that he needs to overcome the, the Italos if Italo makes the final or, or anyone else who he's going to come up against. Imagine having Medina in your, in your corner if you're a Brazilian and you, mm. you hadn't cracked that world title win yet. Jeez, you'd feel good. You'd Whoa. feel good. But I, I think I think he's um, hitched his little saddle to the uh, Felipe pony. Oh, I think. Uh, I mean, look, I think it, it it reeks to me of two guys who've been through the ringer mentally mm. and emotionally, and, and are on the other side of it. And you know what's important is is the love and the the camaraderie, and uh, you know. Guys at that level, that elite level of sport, and and just where they exist in mm. the the realm of celebrity, it, it can be a lonely isolating place and really a lot of the time the only friends you've got are people on a similar pegging of celebrity and uh surfing because yeah the, you know you speak in a different language it's rarefied air up there well, look at- and not necessarily in a good way you know it's not necessarily a good thing that they, they say celebrity is a trauma of its own mm. and i definitely see that like i just think mate the, the goofing off the fun the letting the hair down it's all it all augurs well for a positive headspace going into the WSL finals. You don't want to let it go too far. You don't want to be like Rocky and Rocky 3 where Mr. T comes out, pain, motherfucker, pain! Because pain, Mr. T is Italo. Mm. I mean, he's tense. He's tight. Oh. He hasn't won a comp this year. He's looking eggy as fuck. He's so fucking ripped. 
And his uh, his whole style is just fucking going turbo rock star. Oh. Like it's it's out of this world. I feel like the only thing that could stop it low at this point is a hernia, and, mm. but it's, and that's very likely. <laughs> oh, mate, those muscle fibers, mm. you know, you could you could just put your, your little pinky through one of them, and that's it. Toast. Hernia, hemorrhoids, some kind of uh, just some a, sort of grape hanging out of the <laughs> hanging out of the, through the threads. <laughs> A little purple grape can bring you undone. It's brought to the best of us undone, Smitty. <laughs> best you can do is just push it back in and pretend it doesn't exist. Ah! Uh, or just go get yourself rinsed on a piece of lava <laughs> in uh, some corner of the country and just get get it ripped off, old-fashioned style, Vaughan, just ripped off in the cone zone. Ah, but, look. Uh, yeah, look. What are you going for? Oh, to- it's, a, it's, a, it's an under from the entourage. It's a, it's a, it's a under for Medina for not pulling it out and... and just sort of getting involved, and I just think for the for the guys who are there filming it all the time, and everyone else is paying a bit of coin and getting their clips and loving them for it. Like, just pay them, fucking pay them. Problem over. Mm, Bucksheesh. Born just quickly, uh, a New Zealand scientist with ties to big tech. That's right, you heard it right. Ties to big tech. He has plans to quote unquote re-sculpt a Fijian reef to make. A quote-unquote perfect wave. Um, this is via Stab Magazine and Ethan Davis. The World Wave Project, a New Zealand-registered company that designs improved seabed profiles to create new surf breaks while increasing marine habitat and coastal resilience, had its reef excavation plans for the Kamiya Islands scrapped after intense local opposition. The WWP proposal was being at least partially funded by the Founders Fund, the investment firm founded by PayPal's Peter Thiel, known mm. for its investment in startups like Facebook, Spotify, Airbnb, and SpaceX, all of which are absolutely parasitic leeches on the face of uh, humanity, might I say. Mm. I mean, sad that I said that about Spotify, given our burgeoning relationship with them, but uh, nevertheless. <laughs> One of its main shareholders, Dr. Shaw Mead, wanted to dig up sections of coral reefs off the remote Kamiya and Tavanui Islands in Fiji to create, quote, unquote, a world-class wave out the front of a resort he owns. Now, where, where I see this going, and it's been a, a bit of a, a pet peeve of mine for a long time, especially in this age of the wave pool space race. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always said, like, you know, Wave pool's great. Look, bring them on. Yeah. Love it. But uh, give me a crate of dynamite, a bit of bakshish mm. uh, for the local fuzz at Penang Harbour, and Uncle Smithy will make you a few more perfect setups in the ments. Yeah. I mean, the amount of perfect waves out there, if you could just blow a bit of dry reef off the end section, you know, why not? Why not is the question. And I, you know, I guess all the pinkos, the greenies, <laughs> they're going to be like, well, what about the fucking thousands of tiny organisms, the coral polyps, the 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 fish, the coral? Mm. And uh, I mean, mate, no one gives a fuck about fish, Vaughn. No. no one cares. No. We drag millions of the cunts up every day and half of them die on the deck of super trawlers and get tossed back in the water. Yeah. Uh, we don't give a fuck about rocks either. Uh, you know, when they're not in the water. If the rocks aren't in the water, it's it's fucking open game. You know, mm. have you heard of Karatha or the Pilbara? Yeah. Uh, all we do in this country is blow up fucking rocks. It's literally the mm. bedrock of our whole economy. So, uh, you know, but blow a bit of rock off to create a perfect slab and you're fucking Hitler. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's, what's wrong with a bit of reef remolding, a bit of, bit of reef, uh, you know, cosmetic surgery to create... It seems like a lot cheaper and direct route to create more setups. I just don't know. I just don't know why. Yeah, why, why? less environmental footprint. Mate. Have you got a problem, Vaughn, with just a, a little bit of a, you know cosmetic surgery? To Gaia would Gaia have a problem? I mean, at the end of the day, it, it creates more 
uh, more annual devotional pilgrimages, more worshipping in the Grand Cathedral. I mean, look at it through Gaia's lens. Just man and nature. Man fooling with nature, Smitty. I, I do have a problem with it. I do. Mm. Yeah. But we do it every time we jump in a car. I know. I mean, and where's the logic? The environmental footprint, the, uh, you know, how much energy does a wave pool use up and generate? Yeah, true. Versus uh, ripping a bit of rock off. Don't know. Don't know. What's your take? You you want to see it happen. I just, more waves. More perfect waves. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think Guy has given us, you know, ample, ample opportunity for world-class conical setups. And uh, I did not see written anywhere in the Old or New Testament, thou shall not carve the end section off a reef. <laughs> I mean, do we consult St. Mick? True. Yes. Good place to start. St. Mick will show us the way. All hands of mighty men and grant Mick. Do not cut off any reef until the great St. Mick gives us his permission. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Smitty, the Swellians are here and they are back. And uh, starting with none other than the great, newly minted 50-year-old, just turned 50, happy birthday, old mate Taylor Steele. What's your favourite Taylor Steele film? Ooh, I'd have to go. Uh, I liked... What was it? Uh, momentum under the influence. Mm. I liked uh, that. Maybe momentum was it two with the Slater yeah. end section set to the Malachi. Oh, oh, oh yes. Thank you.
Brain. I, I, I miss dip, that. I was going to dip into the, the arty, farty world of sipping jet script dreams and castles in the sky. Nah, I'm going for the grit. <laughs> I'm going for the speed freak. Fucking foilies yeah. in the uh... No, classic steel. Classic <laughs> steel, man. My favourite here, my favourite uh, from his early days is definitely Momentum 2 and Focus because I was just in prime. I was, I was in the prime window of what ex- of the exact, you know, uh, Grom marketplace that was literally just swimming up and feeding on that like the bar, like you know like the uh, reef fish on the mm. the Balinese gut bomb just just yum, 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 yum. couldn't eat enough and then uh, later on loose change just so good and when once the Irons brothers started coming into the steel flicks you know it was almost like the evolution of momentum it, mm. it was that next generation mm. coming through and I think Taylor was hitting his straps and he just had that next gen and the older crew trying to fucking start putting a few daggers and elbows into the, the young crew. Oh, the oh, the energy. Trilogy. Can't forget Trilogy just for three of the, the greatest surfers of all time and some of the best waves you've fucking ever seen. So Holy good. shit. Wow. So Taylor has uh, written here, Smitty. Happy birthday, Taylor. you, brah. On your tea. With Goat potentially retiring, who's the next one to tap into mind games against their fellow competitors? Bravo. Mm. If we had a fucking graphene wetsuit to give you, we'd give it to you. Skullfuckery. <sighs> mind games, Smithy. Well, until New Medina turned up, I would have said Medina for sure. He just is too... He's just too... Uh, he doesn't do it in the same way as Kelly. It's not as kind of obvious, I guess. But he's just so icy. He's so unforgiving. He's so ruthless that I felt like... Just his aura is a mind game before you even paddle out. Hard to pick it, really. I mean, fuck, is there a cunt on tour? We asked Connor, remember, mm. who who the biggest pest was, and he, he couldn't name anyone. Mm. So to me, that was disappointing. I was, surely someone gets under your skin out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Callum Robson, shameless, up in your grill. You know, just a, a competitive firebrand, ready to stick it to the man, old school battler style. That's going to rattle some cages, but uh, I don't think it's of that kind of passive, aggressive, frenemy, kind of classical Slater shtick. Mm. Uh, I don't know, the, the hug, the, the, the classical uh, kind of Caesarian hug with the knife in the back. Mm. That's what we're talking about here, Vaughn, and I don't know who's got the, uh, the shamelessness to pull it off. Jeez, that's such a good question. Don't know, maybe we've got to look to uh, below this generation, Smithy. Maybe it's going to be some uppity little, you know, uh, might be an uppity little woman mm. who's going to come through and start sticking a few elbows into people, throwing a few mind games out. I mean, do these ladybirds have it in them to paddle out and sort of like look at a Steph Gilmore or a Carissa Moore and just go, ever tried getting those fins, giving those fins a bit of air? <laughs> ever tried that? Hey? 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 hey. Yes, the, uh, the great Hawaiian-Brazilian Taddy. Taddy Weston Webb, she's not afraid to sh- bamboozle and uh, you know cast her competitors in some schmozzle of heat strategy and just you know gamesmanship. Uh, I know a- who it's going to be, Jacko Baker. Ah, the he's the one man. chirping. Remember, mm. yeah, they're chirping Love away. The waffle. Hey, how does it feel to get beaten by a rookie? Hey, hey, hey. oh, and then I'm not getting beaten. <laughs> Damn it. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Tay ice cream, Smithy. 
Do you think hostels are dwindling away? Surf hostels. Seems like a many great destination in the world are littered with Airbnbs that are sometimes cheaper and more practical for this new surge of remote worker. Travel styles are changing. Do you think it affects surf culture? In hashtag. Thank you. Fully in, fully out. That's from uh, Tay Ice Cream. So um, surf hostels, Smithy. I mean, um, I've stayed in a few over the years, been here and there, and, uh, you know, usually starts off innocent enough and ends up... Uh, Mark Foos, we heard a, a famous uh, famous story of yours, the, the greatest stories never told about a, a fairly interesting occasion mm. you had over there. But do you think we're missing out, Joe, and staying in these bourgeois fucking coastal retreats? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there is just nothing quite like going to your favourite surf locale and, you know, just, just mucking in with the local core lords. You know, you've got that salty, uh, you know, kind of just rusted on guy running the surf camp he's uh seen the inside of too many tubes you know both tubes in the ocean and and tubes of his female guests and he's just fucking <laughs> just so jaded and coke frazzled and uh piss soaked and fuck he can fix things that can't oh mate he, oh, what can't he do you will not see a better ding fixer Dings, i mean you come in with snap plumbing. boards they get it going on yeah he's a, a jack of all trades that mm. character. So it's a real shame to miss out on that experience. Uh, you know, it can tap you into the local culture, uh, you know, despite being an expat generally. Um, so, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's a bit of culture, a bit of history. You know, it's getting into the core of surfing. And That's It's right. a real shame that it's disappearing from the landscape in exchange for Airbnbs and uh, just, you know, high-end horse shit. I'm, mm. I'm never a fan of it. I like my surf retreat or my surf hostel with bed bugs and ocean views. Get back on protecting your mouth. This one comes from the uh, talkie call Lord Tim Stevo Stevenson. Has the tour championship, have the tour t- championship tour surfers forgotten who feeds them? Example, with the rumours about boycotting the Margs event to spite the WSL around the mid-season cut, do they realise that in one swift move by Ziff, their dream gig comes to a screeching halt? <laughs> and if that did happen, where do you see the future of pro surfing moving forward? Steve-O has nailed it. Perla. I mean, mate, it's like, yeah, it's like, here, here comes all the free food. Here I come, and I'm just a, a ungrateful fucking pooch just chewing the hands that's that's bringing the tucker. It was a very unwise move. That's right, Vaughn. I mean, not yeah. that you shouldn't be heard, but I mean, fuck, they had their chance with the the union and stuff to to you know do a little bit more thinking and and uh, weigh up what was going to work and what wasn't going to go work before they signed off on it. Am I wrong? Mm, no, I agree. And uh, you know, you've got you're essentially dealing with a benevolent dictator in uh, Dirk Ziff, and you know, one day. He can be a benevolent dictator. One day he's, uh, you're, uh, you know, Patrice Lumbumba or, uh, you know, a, a Gandhi-esque figure. Mm. And then the next day he's Joseph fucking Stalin starving to death. <laughs> and it's straight back to your favela in Brazil or straight back into your shovel in Merriweather. Fuck off, I eh? can't. you ingrates. No I, more tour for you. I can't wait for the cut next year. Because you know what, uh, you know, that complaining can really only happen. Oh, fuck. Well, that's not true. I mean, we're talking about pro surfing. Complaining is part of the culture. It's part of the DNA. Mm. It's there from hey. from the oh. very top all the way down. Can't believe he called it on. What'd you call it on now, Miley Dyer? Pero. Oh, you hey. watching this broadcast? Fucking commentary so bad. Oh. Oh, fuck. I can't believe they ran on that. Oh, they only gave him three. Mate, complaining is the game. So I don't know. Maybe that's where Ziff got it wrong. Mm. You know, should you be surprised if people are complaining about having to spend time on a 
fucking faraway continent, sharing waves with their best friends and having giant benders when the fucking surf doesn't show up. I don't know. It doesn't seem that bad to me, Smith. Mm. Dog. Oh, sorry. Got a question here, a great one from Crocs boy Kissar. Kiss 69. Kissar. Whose foreskin will John use now? Oh, the old foreskin. Uh, mm. What's that called? The the transplant of uh, the foreskin uh, to the... reattach the cruciate ligament. I mean, where are they getting these spare cruciate ligaments? He's been through half a dozen. It's <laughs> a lot of foreskins, mate. Oh, mate, the world is running out. It's running thin on foreskins. And, uh, you know, Kelly's was cactus, he says. Crocs boy Kassar. I'm thinking he joined that knee back together with the great TVC's wizard sleeve. Mm. Thoughts? Well, I think he's already used his up, TVC. I mean, uh, I, I, I believe that was the trade-off of eventually getting his ACL fixed was that he had to part with his foreskin. It was, oh. it, was a, it was a late lop, but it was a lop he went through. I thought, see, I always thought that when TVC went in to get his punctured rectum fixed, ah. they cut the, uh, they, they held the foreskin out, cut it like a piece of uh, calamari, mm-hmm. put a, an actual balloon knot inside it to pull it tight, and that became his new rectum. Right. That's what I was saying. Uh, I didn't think TVC had that much foreskin to spare. No. It's uh, the prosthetic rectum. It's uh, it, it's new school. Mm. Well, it's old school, but it's new school. Yeah, the prosthetic rectum. What's, what's that, uh, what's that, uh, that cell, uh, cell technology that they use? Stem uh, cell. Stem cell, that's right. Yeah, the, the foreskin stem cells mm. are incredibly potent. I uh, mean, uh, as we know. Like, uh, that's right. I have heard some reports from uh, Tijuana in Mexico of entire laboratories full of petri dishes growing uh, prosthetic foreskins. That's right, yeah. Purely for the use of, uh, you know, just uh, sewing uh, NFL players' knees back knee together. Cartilage. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's, I think that the, the foreskin technology is almost at a place where it's going to replace cortisone injections on tour. So stay tuned for that, yeah, because I think we're going to have an actual foreskin doctor administering uh, foreskin injections into some of the world's minus price surface. Yeah, I mean, well, it's <laughs> the elasticity is second to none of the foreskin. I mean, we've all seen what it's capable of. Uh, there is not a, a piece of skin on the body that is more uh, prone to uh, swelling and, and movement and, and, this, and just this, being ripped apart and just banged against every other cunt. Oh, this the surgery is mind-boggling, mate. It's, like, it's exactly like keyhole surgery, except you go in through the anus. So it, when you ever... Oh, you get I know the, the procedure. <laughs> we just have it done. <laughs> Ah, that's a good one. Pretty piss weak, if you ask me. Illawarra 360 Spin King. Fuck, is that the best Instagram wow. handle you've ever had? It's got a bit of rugby league from the South Coast. 360 Spin King. That's got to be a bit of a boog influence there. Fucking love it. Maybe it's uh, wish art. Long lost wish art. Localism. Is it still a thing? Does it have a place at your local surf spot? And the noisy surfer who uh, chirps quite a bit here, chirping away like good old Jack A. Baker. He says, look at Winky and Bells, mate. Zero order or repercussions for being silly. The lunatics have taken over the asylum. Ah, we all know what happens when the lunatics take over the asylum, Vaughn. It is wall-to-wall Balinese gut bombs. There is a major shift going on globally, I feel. I think the localism thing is is well on the peter out. I think it, it kind of depends how you run it. Like, if you let your surf and do the talking, I feel like that's usually enough, isn't it? Uh, like... A lot of the time, I feel like localism, it, it comes from a certain kind of jaded kook. Like a, the, the angriest guys in the lineup, they're, they're more frustrated with themselves and their own lack of ability. 
than anything else. And they're, you know, often in their forties, fifties, mm. uh, and it's it's often the the funnest, most playful waves of the angriest locals. It's it's such a bizarre dynamic, isn't it? Like the the actual real mortal conequential waves they don't even really need locals because well, they, like, so they, they get sorted they take care of themselves the barn dogs get fucking rinsed that's how it works uh, yeah so uh, I think we're in a uh, I definitely feel like we're in an era of, of fading localism in terms of what it used to be for sure the culture of localism has been fairly frowned upon by you know the, the, the bully haters and some of the, the real local strongholds mate they don't hold it down like they used to I just don't think it has to be as aggressive as it often is. It's just so surly Ooh. and aggressive and whingy. There's so much fucking whinging. Co- oh, Kobe Abaddon posted something the other day about, like, you just, just educate. If someone's been a fuckwit, like, pull them aside and, and do it with a smile. Mm. Kobe. Yes. Kobe Abaddon mm. said, educate. Don't get angry. Saint Kobe from Marine Parade. Saint Kobe of Maroubra. Do it with a smile, brah. <laughs> Hey. Here's one from, uh, must be a relay of Parkos, Rhinoceros. Uh, he says, with the rising cost of lettuce, is it now time to admit Shane Haran is a visionary? <laughs> Man, I admitted it way back when, but let's admit it again, boy. Are his comments around rather growing a lettuce than winning 50K more relevant than ever as prices skyrocket? Is it time to adopt a lettuce currency? Would love to hear from the wet lettuce as he is sorely missed. Well, mate, the wet lettuce... He's gone bourgeois on a smithy. He's over there at Stab fucking reading out the fucking whatever the Stab news is on the uh, the drop potty. But I just think that this is one of the great revelations. Mm. Years and years ago, it might have seemed like Haran had gone mad when he said, I'd rather grow lettuce than have 50K. But imagine if he had planted great fields of lettuce, mm. great, great fields. He would be sitting on a fucking gold mine right now, mate. That's right. Haran would be sitting on a gold mine. But as it happens, he's just merely another surf coach pushing backpackers into one-footers on MACT soft tops and uh, didn't quite pan out as he would have hoped. The great Shane Haran, he's just up there on the Gold Coast getting sun cancers cut out of his face and uh, mm. earning a hard quid. But a he, hard uh, quid. He, he uh, generously donated uh, a little shout-out to Kelly uh, at our episode, which we haven't, planned, we haven't uh, put the Instagram up. I will do that. And, uh, it was good to see Shane. Oh, he looks good, doesn't he? Legend of the game. He looks yeah. he looks like long haired and fucking earth. had a like a cooter line streaky on. He looked good. Bit of vaso on the lens and he's looking, you know, <laughs> he's looking great. Looking a million million rupiah. But uh yeah, it's a good question. And I like the idea of a lettuce economy, Vaughn, you know, just uh, you know, paying for your fuel in rocket. What's wrong? Well, you are not gonna accept my baby spinach as payment for this petroleum? Mate. What kind of fucking uh, eggshell economy are you living in? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a very, very true. You can't and eat fucking money. It's just plastic at the end of the day. Well, who would have thought that lettuce would cost more than the devil's lettuce? That's the regular lettuce. Mm. Weird. Mm. Weird times. If only we could eat the devil's lettuce and draw the similar amount of nutrients from it. Maybe we can. Maybe that's the future. Dog. Oh, sorry. Old surf dad. He wants to know. Is there any truth to the rumour Robbo is upgrading to a Brazilian flag? And will he win the title at Trestles against his countryman, Felipe? Mm. Uh, does Potts have a WSL voodoo doll cursing the surf? And most mm. importantly, has Susan had the guinea kittens yet? Um, look, 
Rob, this is a, a pertinent question because we know that a few crew have changed allegiance or at least adopted another nation. No, it's uh, a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. I mean, it was that little fucking house cunt from your minor who just got uppity and thought he'd skip over to Ireland. Yeah. And that's where it all started. And that's where the rot set in and it's just been never-ending. Yeah, get a few. Kinwa, Igarashi, jumping ship. Yeah. You know, representing Japan. We've got... Uh, uh, what was it, Aaron Brooks now, the Ladybird, surfing for Canada. We've yep. got Adriano D'Souza coaching Italy. Even Conor O'Leary's starting to get second thoughts for O'Leary's he, bruh. I know, I know. He could be gone. He could He could be surfing Japan by the end of the year. We're going to have to watch this, Maybe We'll have to watch this closely. We'll have to watch it like a hawk. There's got to be some rules put in place here. I mean, be. who would you be surfing for? Let's just say. Well, who can I surf for? Well, what about uh, the Red Fern fucking... Uh, all blacks. Fuck no. I've got two titanium in my plates. Thanks then, cunt. <laughs> in my jaw. See, can't even string a sentence together. That's how punch drunk the pike is today. But uh, look, I don't know about upgrading to a Brazilian flag, but I have heard rumors that he's up, uh, upgrading to a Brazilian uh, wax job. <laughs> oh, wow. That could be the secret to the extra speed. Mm. Just a little less uh, friction on the air. I mean, those body talks that he's pulling the, on the backside bottom turn, just that skits pivot yeah with the full pubic coating in the nether region mm. you, you'd think like maybe that's toledo's uh toledo's problem there he just can't there's just too much chafe too much friction he can't get that snapping of the hips and that ripping of the board shorts across the uh the the, the region either side of the prong mm. the jack's, velcro is keeping it all tight that's it jack's just had it ripped out mm. uh, yeah we need a few more hairy surfers on tour that's for sure Particularly the women's tour. Hope you get the lot, you dog. Right. Hugh's life. Bump. Oh, Huey. Bumped into Vaughan at Changu Rivermouth a week or so ago. Champion of a bloke. On you, Hugh. Had a good surf that Arvo with you, mate. And um, yeah, good old onshore Changu. Never let you down. Nice to meet you, mate. Up the Swellians. Always uh, say good day, Swellians. Me and Smithy love browing down, having a spliffo, having a brewski, having a fucking shroom, even getting inside the ceremony circle with yous. On your lads. On your loves. On your swelly it's Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Verno Smithy. When the goat eventually retires, would he make a great coach? Oh, I can answer this one. That's just straight up nah. He'd be in your head going, fuck, are you riding that board? Huh, okay. <laughs> He'd just be like, but mind games would not stop. Wouldn't matter if he was your charger, I don't think. He'd just be fucking mind fucking you. You'd paddle out way less better off than you were before he fucking said anything to you. Mm-hmm. It's more often the you case. take on it? Yeah, it's more often the case that the great underachievers are the great coaches. You know, the guys that they, uh, sorry, overachievers. Well, underachievers, well, kind of two sides of the same coin. Those guys who never quite got to that elite level, but they were there and thereabouts, and they could see what it took, but just knew that buried in their sinew, in their bones, they just didn't have the athleticism. They didn't have the quick twitch fibers, mm. but they had the, the nous. And uh, Slater, at uh, an 11-time world champion, 50 years old, winning the Pipe Masters. I feel like he is uh, just a little bit too good to fuck with coaching. Mm. Uh, you know, and it's also a little bit of a kind of a, a trade for the Desperados, those who are you know still in search of an urn after the uh, pro surfing capers. You know, just wave them goodbye. It just seems to me that the the great coaches are just guys who had to fight a fair bit through their careers. You know, like they're the guys who who have lived the real tough times, and they can they can communicate to someone who's a little bit better off or had a bit more money and all that. Like, but if you want to fucking find the grit, this is how you do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Kelly's really the right guy to be coaching, but 
you, you're so right. It does seem to be a, a good place to start if you uh, have made every mistake you've ever made and you've done 45 years on the queue. Hey. Just a quick one. I think this will be our last Vaughn. This yes. is from Diazepam. Who has landed the best floater of all time? Kelly in New York landed a huge one on his backhand into the flats. A manoeuvre not spoken about much. It's true. It's one of the uh, the great high-risk manoeuvres. Uh, so injurious. Some of the worst injuries I've ever heard of have been attempting floaters. None Freddy. other than St. Mick. Oh, that was St. Mick and the floater that ripped the hammy off the boat and got put back on with a screw. Yeah, I agree. I think best floater of all time. There's there's Sousa. a couple. The Sousa in Brazil was fucked up. That was one of the great floaters. Oh, well, hasn't, that, hasn't that aged well? Eight I mean, or nine. You look that. back at that final, and at the time, everyone was blowing up because Owen was throwing fucking big har- like big tail blows and doing air reverses. And Smithy, I've got to tell you, mate, you look back at it now, those turns look pretty weak compared to that big float. Go and have a look. Go on. Go on. Have a squeeze. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely up there. But floater gate that was called for a long time, mm. and I'm telling you, the floaters aged better than the airs. And uh, there's a bit of danger money in that score, isn't there? Always with the floater. The and also, the floater money. in real life is a very different beast to how it looks on TV. You know, like the 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 TV lens, the camera lenses tend to frame everything up and and squash and compress everything, so you're not really getting the size difference of the waves either. Which Richie Porter told us. Remember, remember the great Richie Porter, former mm. head judge, was on a live at once. Frankston's finest, San Remo. Um, I reckon there's the Wilsey floater at G-Land, which we've all heard about and seen plenty of times, uh, you know, off the roof, big heavy one into the flats. There's the Nicky Wood Lackanau landings, they were called, which is a beauty. They were, uh, you know, right at the height of his knee issues and he was just sending it onto dry sand in those big French shores, just cracking it. Uh, so they were pretty spectacular. Hola, Nicky Wood, smoker of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> and um, there's a one that isn't talked about too often. Oh, fuck, Andy Irons did so many good ones. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, mate, I don't know. Uh, other than that, the Parco Step Floater. The Parco Step Floater. Pretty the, little thing. The Andy kind of, uh, the Gerlach rock and roll floater, Ooh. iconic. And uh, the, the AI, like, I don't even know if, what you call that. It's like a foam ride. It's like a 270-degree rotation hip swivel frontside float, iconic. Yeah. I was just staring at the photo moments Big ago. Big shifty. Uh, and then there was one where Glenn Winton one year at Huge Pipe went to pull off, didn't quite do it right, and just mm. rode through like 10 tons of cascading Niagara Falls whitewash to uh, ride out of it. Mr. X, we doff the cap to you.